I done messed around and went viral right from my driver's seat. Dislike what the industry was containing. I'd rather make a difference instead of hating, complaining. So let me park the whip. It don't matter, rapper or model, chick, singer or comedian. Perfect. Let's park in politics. Hey, let's park in politics. Welcome to the pullover. Let's park in politics. This the pullover. Let's park in politics. I say this the pullover. Let's park in politics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This the pullover. Let's park in politics. I say this the pullover. There we go. We got it. We got to shut that down. That's what's up when you have uh when you have more than uh when more than a couple of stuff going on on the computer at the same time. What's going on, everybody? I am back again on a special Saturday. Well, I, you know what? I don't even think this is going to be a special Saturday because I think I'm going to like do a little bit of this on Saturdays anyway. You know what I'm saying? I come home, chill with my son. I had a photo session today. My son came up to me and he asked me, he says, uh, Dad, I need a muse today. And I was like, oh, she stepped off. All right, so she got to come back. But while she's coming back, I'll still uh, tell you guys what's up. Uh, she got to come back in. Um, my son was like, "Yo, we gotta, we got. I need a muse today." And I was like, "Okay, okay." I said, "What you want to do?" Well, he was like, "Yo, I need you to, I need you to be my muse so we could take this photo shoot right quick." I was like, all right, let's do it. So went across the way, you know, to some pictures and uh, got them up on Instagram if you guys would like to see it. But as of right now, uh, I think my I think my guest is running a little bit of technical difficulties. Uh, so we're going to give her a little bit to come back in. You know what I'm saying? Going to give her a little bit to come back in. Technical difficulties over there? Man, I'm getting old. I can't figure this stuff out. I clicked on something and it kicked me out. Oh my god! <laughs> I did. I, I I did tell you to to turn on the uh the do not disturb. No, 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 no. It wasn't the call. I got like um three phones. It wasn't that. No one calls this one here. Okay, see, see, this, this, <laughs> no, this is what boss do. This is boss level stuff. Girl got no, two phones. She got <laughs> two phones. That's what's up. One for the family and one for the job. <laughs> <laughs> one for the booty call that I never get. <laughs> oh, no, you, you, you know why? You, you know why? You know why? Because, because you a boss. You know what I'm saying? I think I think guys kind of what's the word I'm looking for? Um you're not gonna say intimidated because these guys are not in any way intimidated. They're very mm, aggressive. Mmm. You what you I must be wrong then. Not in a good way. Then what then then what is it? What 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 is it, Coco? That 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 scares uh, men from a strong-minded, strong-willed woman. See, that's that's what I'm talking about. I think you have an assumption. I don't get men that are scared. I get a lot of aggressive, um, borderline, (laughs) 
anger management meeting men. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't really get um I don't have those issues. My issues are, you know, trying to sift through the weird shit <laughs> and okay. finding something in you know? Okay, that's what's up. That's what's up. Well, welcome, everybody, to the Lockout Men podcast show. Thank you very much for being here. This is where we park in politics with all our guests tonight. And I am your host, Lockout Men, as always. So thank you guys for being here. For the little bit of people that are here, because two of the major channels are on right now. You know what I'm saying? So I know majority of my subscribers are over there hanging out. But it's cool, though, because, see, over here, we park in politic. You know what I'm saying? That's what we do. Uh, tonight's guest, she changed her name. And we're going to get into all of that. She changed her name. So she is back. Boss Lady Coco. All right. So we're we, we, we going to just jump right off the rip. Right off the rip, man. You you was on the show before. Uh, for, yeah. You, you mind if I you mind if I mention the the company that you that that uh that you was with? No, I don't mind. All right, so you was on before. Uh, you you came on to give me some, or not me, but to give everybody some information about VL trucking, doing that whole VL trucking mishap. I I would say, um, right. and you was going by reluctantly trucking right right mm-hmm. all right so now you're back and you did a whole new overhaul and now you're boss lady coco uh, i was always i was first um boss lady coco that was actually my first name mm-hmm. before i changed it to reluctantly trucking and i know I- you're waiting for the Big huge story. It, it was. I mean, I'm I'm pretty open about it. <laughs> well, what's um, the well, what, well, well, what's the story? What's what's the story behind the name? Well, at that time, I was going through a divorce, right. um, trying to figure out if I could, you know, if by divorcing I would have to walk away from the authority and the fleet that we had built. You know, I brought in the contracts and we made good money and everything. Um, drivers were mostly his family and friends. So they didn't have any loyalty to me. Um, and I don't flatbed. So it wasn't supposed to be that I was in the truck. I never, you know, I don't have grandparents and and I don't have family, family that is trucking. Um the only one that I know of is an uncle. He's with UPS, but most of my family are engineers, attorneys. Um, we're in that realm of, of things. So trucking wasn't. It was just a side business. It was. It was just something I I had been in the logistics world, supply chain, um, foreign direct investment, working for um, countries like Angola. Um, they were looking to diversify their economy. So I was on that side of things. Um, but as I was chasing my goals, you know, and I have a family to feed, um, I got into dispatching small fleets 
I'm seeing the money that they're making well, that I'm making them. And I decided to jump in and get trucks. Um, the insurance agency forced me to get a CDL. I don't even know how I got my CDL. I mean, to, I, I don't so you, know. So you say that you say the insurance forced you to get your CDLs? Yeah. Um, you know, it, underwriters differ in what they're looking for um, when they're trying to access the risk. And for them, they were looking at me having this fleet and I don't have a CDL. So in order for me to bring on all of these trucks and drivers um, and, and be insured by them, then they required me to have my CDL. So wow. that's when I went back in. Yeah, I went back into, I got trained at U.S. Express. And if, if you ever brought U.S. Express on, U.S. Express will tell you they don't know how to hell I got my CDL. <laughs> um, right, so you, so you, 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 you went through U.S. Express because of. Well, let me let me bring let let me let me bring it all the way back because we got far. <laughs> <laughs> we we got far, so we we see where the name kind of meta manifested from okay it's a whole story behind that before i even started asking questions but uh but uh you you uh all right all right all right so first thing first first thing first where where do you where where do you hail at like where where do you call home i'm in north carolina i'm on a rally stop Ah, mm-hmm. uh, see, I got a, I got a drop. I, I don't think I, I don't think I had a drop for you last time you came up here. <laughs> I'm not from Raleigh. We discussed that the last time. I'm from DC. Uh, okay, okay, but you, you, but I, I didn't even have a drop for DC, but I got one for North Carolina though. <laughs> so we, we good. good. Um. All right, so that's so basically that's where you hail from, and and basically you got into basically you got into trucking because of uh you know you was going through a family situation, you was going through a divorce and everything. Um, no, 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 no. Okay. Um, so the last Correct. place that I was working, the last place I was working, um, was with the um private investment agency, right? That was right. headed by the um, president's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. This is the president of Angola. And um, what we did, we, it was foreign direct investment. What we did is we, we're trying to diversify the economy. Angola, like many other third world countries, are dependent upon um, natural resources for their income. And so our job is to diversify the economy and, and try and get private corporations to invest, um, whether that's, you know, manufacturing um, facilities. We had contracts with Hilton, um, mm. some of the big hotels to bring, um, to, you know, to develop hotels there, resorts, and get the tourism going. So you don't ever want your economy to just be dependent upon one thing, especially a natural resource like oil. Angola is very big on oil. Coco, that sounds like a, that sounds like a yeah. good job. That's well, you no, know, no, it absolutely is, and that was the route that I was going in. Um, that that's where I was. I went to school for economics and um, computer science. Well, technically, not the full on programming. I could do programming, but I went in for database management. Um, okay. So, okay. Yeah. So supply chain is what um, 
I was interested in, I always had this big dream of having a bunch of um, manufacturing facilities and, and stuff like that, you know, is what I wanted to do. But there was a lot, a lot, a lot of politics. And um, that world is a very title driven world. So it, and, you know, I didn't have my PhD. I, I didn't, I was still struggling. I got these little kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So the school thing was a little harder for me. It took me a little longer. So um, the decision was either I go and finish getting my, um, you know, trying to get the master's and everything through Arizona State University, which is pretty big for supply chain. But my children didn't want to be that far away from their siblings on their dad's side. Um, so North Carolina is a big supply chain state. Um, pharmaceutical hazmat, stuff like that. So it's four hours from D.C. That was like the happy medium for the kids. And then me being able to get into um, NC State or, you know, any one of the good schools in North Carolina. Um, but, I, you know, if you're trying to build something like that and you have children and you're a single parent. It's not it's not easy. So I started. It is hard. But yeah, I lost out on a but from what I you, but, uh-huh. from, but from what you was doing, especially with the with Angola and all like that, I, I, that sounds like money right there. Why? Why? No, I mean it is, and it still is. I still have all my contacts. Um, I'm still in touch with all my old bosses. I mean, um, I wasn't high up on the food chain though. You, you know what I'm oh, saying? So, yeah. and again, when and then when you're dealing with um, third world country and and that type of stuff. It's, it's about your relationship with the president. So at that time, the president, I mean, it's a lot of nepotism where you're hiring family and whatnot. This is not a, it is not like the U.S., you understand? And I'm still a, an American citizen. So even if you're working for a foreign government, it doesn't, you, you're still bound by American laws. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things you can't do. You got to be careful with, you got to be registered with the State Department, just a lot of things like that. And, they ended up shut down the agency. Um, and, and when the, I don't know if you remember when um, the oil prices first fell, mm-hmm. that was a big thing. Cause our, our agency, we weren't diversified completely yet. So our agency was funded by the oil. Um, so when those oil prices fell, a lot of um, countries that were dependent like Nigeria and whatnot, um, you know, even had problems with paying for, the bills of their um, diplomatic staff. So, you know, our agency was shut down. Um, and I just kind of moved on so I wanted to do my own thing. It wasn't about, you know, all of my friends were, were traveling. I have um, amazing friends that, you know, these are people that get to go to, like, the, the Middle Eastern countries, and, and they are responsible for managing the wealth funds for their citizens, you know? Um, right. so But here I am struggling with child care. <laughs> so... so- you 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 mentioned that you uh went to uh US Express to get your to get your CDLs. Did you mm-hmm. did you do research prior to US Express? No, to- no, no yeah. wait, wait, wait. I did not I only did the the student training. I got my CDL through um Carolina Trucking Academy because I knew um I had already had businesses established. Yeah, so that's for me that's why I was getting that. I, I was getting where where did you go where did you go to get your license? 
it was, yeah, I went private. Um, I knew I wasn't going to want to stay for a long time. I went to, through Carolina Trucking Academy. Um, it was a weird experience, but I did that. Got done was in that, about four weeks. Huh? Was that an out-of-pocket out uh, for funding, or you was able to fund it through other means? No, I paid 5500 Man, I paid Pocket. five. I paid $5,000. Huh? I said I paid $5,694.29 for my license. <laughs> yeah, well, and I don't think there was only two or three of us that had actually paid out of pocket. Everybody else was on a prison grant. <laughs> so oh, okay. they half of them were on probation, half of them um, on unemployment grants. I tried to go through an unemployment grant, but they were like, uh-uh, you're a woman. Why don't we try to put you in nursing? You know. <laughs> <laughs> They didn't want no. you. To, they, they didn't want you to go into uh, trucking. No, no, they did not. And I was, I was thinking about Johnson Community College, but it was two months. Now, listen, we're talking about somebody that, you know, I can't drive my little car. Even my kids were like, "What are you talking? Going into truck driving? You know, like they don't like to, to sit in the car with me when I'm driving." So, you know, no one believed in me going through trucking school. I got a lot of pushback. Um, mm from that but i mean you know i, it's, you, I saw the money <laughs> but but you persevered you got your license well why did you well i guess that's a the the, the next question is you know you you chose to go through uh u.s express uh why they were you, local they were oh, local okay, I did okay. Not, yeah i was only at u.s express four months the second that the insurance company said i was approved i was gone um i was you know and i had trucks so u.s express was local i didn't have to worry about dealing with a trainer now at that time i didn't understand what it meant to service like those food you know those food companies we were on the walmart account and that was that was like tough that walmart is not i well, the walmart is a joke uh-uh. That Walmart is not nice. It's it was nice to me, you know, when I did Walmart at uh at uh US Express, but it, it wasn't nice to uh to a lot of people, you know, especially <laughs> if they want to jump in the Walmart account. It's man. They turn into, no, they, they I and I think they were more stressed out with me. I mean um, is I, I wasn't there for the money, so it didn't matter to me. And you know, when they first put you on those accounts, they give the students the longer runs without as many stops, and you know, you make your money off of the stops. Now, me, I didn't have the driving endurance, so that that wasn't shit. I, I couldn't do that, <laughs> and then come back, and then you got more time on the clock, and they want to put more stuff on you. So I used to um, get to my store. They would put me on one store. When we open up the damn doors all the produce would be all over the place. Mm -hmm. I was always losing the eggs and things. And the stores used to complain about me and ask and tell them not to send me back. Um, but I would get there, finish my stuff. I got plenty of time on the clock. They're expecting me to come back and go get some more. Um, That's you know, pick Walmart up another they, they, they run, Walmart runs your 14 hours. Like They, they run it. So what I decided to do was make a bed in my little day cab and I'd go to sleep. <laughs> 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 they hated me and then they tried to get um safety and on me but you know I, I had been doing safety for a minute 
I knew all the regulations, so they, they weren't able to um, get over. But they tried. They hated me, so they would be there. I don't know that they hated me. It was more so they were scared. Um, so you my first day out. Yeah, my first day out, I was going to the, You, you said you wouldn't let them get over on you. That's what's up. I mean, you can't let people. They, they try you. This industry relies on um, a lot of these people that are sitting here making the regulations and, and you know, that are the real bosses, they don't have CDLs. Um, and that's what I'm, I always try to tell people. The, the real money isn't necessarily behind the truck. Um, and you don't mm. have to have a CDL to get to the real money either. Mm. But they, you know, they, they're always relying on that. And, and the, I don't know how to say this. And that's why I'm hesitating. I'm saying um a lot because I'm thinking about what I'm saying next. But Take your time. Take your time. <laughs> The trucking industry purposely recruits certain individuals of certain backgrounds. Mm. And they do that on purpose. Um, and then when they do that, they use that to take advantage of them. Um, because they know that you don't know any better. You, you know what I'm saying? They know you're not going to read that contract. You're not thinking about the legal background. They know you don't understand the numbers as, as far as like corporate numbers, how numbers are crunched. They know these things. Hold, um, hold, on, hold on, Coco. Uh, TB, TBE, I see your questions, man. So I, hang tight. I'll go ahead and ask her as soon as she finish up her, uh, finish up what she got to say right here. Go, go ahead, Coco. I didn't even know. I was like trying to figure out. Okay. 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 <laughs> I see the comments in here, but yeah, they, um, mostly everyone, let me tell you this. Mostly everyone in my trucking class, and it was it's one of the only ones in Raleigh um, that's close enough anyway. Um, mostly everyone there. There was maybe one immigrant that was a taxi cab driver. One was just changing careers. Uh, one guy, he was Mexican, um, and he had already had a job. And then there was me. Everyone, almost everyone else was coming out of prison. And on probation. Okay. Okay. Um, and I remember when Western Express came in and they said, "Look, we don't care what you did. We'll take anybody as long as you didn't touch a child." Mm. <laughs> you know what Western Express pays? Mm. Yeah, West Western Express is Western Express is a good second chance company, but they'll let you know right off the rip, like, "Yeah, we can we can bring you in. You you're a felon. You, we'll bring you in. You got some stuff on your deck. We'll bring you in, but." Just know, just know that you're going to get 28 cent a mile. And, and, and it, be, I, it wasn't even, it wasn't even 28 no, cent. They offer no. 10 cent a mile and then the possibility of bonuses. They offer wow. 10 cent a mile. And, and how, long, um, how, have you been, how long have you been driving, Coco? Technically, I mean, you know, I've had my CDO for three years. I've really only been driving, like driving, driving. Um, I want to say where I'm doing it consistently and for real, for real, over the road, about maybe six months now. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. So TBE, uh, his first question, he asked. Uh, your kids? Absolutely not. My kids um, My kids were with their, uh, my kids wanted to spend time with their father. And I, that was a perfect opportunity for me to just go ahead and, and meet insurance requirements. Um, the next question he asks is, "How did you get your how How did you get your trucks?" I got my I'm, truck because I was able to show what I did 
one of the things I did, I had credit cards. I had limits about 20, I had about 26,000 on my American Express, um, had some cash. And then I also got a personal loan through SoFi, which to get a personal loan through SoFi, you had to have um, shown two years income over $100,000. And then, of course, a certain credit score. So I got a $60,000 personal loan. And I, I, that was a big mistake, huge mistake, but I, but it was cheaper. Um, and, and then the way I rationalized it at that time was if I got this personal loan, $60,000, I can get all the, you know, pay the down payments on all these trucks, even if the trucks were taken from me, um, you know, they couldn't, well, they couldn't, if I defaulted on that loan, they couldn't come and get the trucks because it wasn't security across, you know, against the equipment. And not only that, but it was only like $60,000 gave me four trucks. One was paid out um, outright. I had my cash truck was a Detroit 60 Freightliner Columbia. Um, that was supposed to be the backup truck. And then the other OTR trucks were, you know, the regular Freightliner Cascadias. Now, um, these are the these these are the trucks. Uh, these are the trucks in, in the fleet that you and your husband had at one point no no that's the second authority Mm-mm. when i got to north carolina and i was doing um the business i had met my ex we weren't married i had met my ex um he had been truck driving for 13 years and so he was like you know we'll go at it personal stuff bam 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 but he ended up ditching me so um i wasn't that's why i was saying i was never really supposed to be in the truck we were gonna we were gonna shift him to being a lead driver and taking care of of that side and then i took care of what i know the paperwork the contracts finding the money you know Mm -hmm. but we ended up um breaking up and so i was going through that authority alone four months not even real driving experience so you can imagine that the truck drivers at that time i mean took me for it um abandoned my truck they did everything under the sun you know i'm chasing trucks being left in Kentucky, um, it was a it was very tough, and so after close to the end of the first year, I decided to go ahead and shut things down. Um, All right, and, so, and go with a so so if I if I understand this clearly, uh, but give me give me give me give me one second. You're saying I want to um, answer trucking nails question. So you're saying that truckers are not that smart. No, smart has nothing to do with it. It's about experience. Do you have experience in reading contracts? Probably not. Do you have experience in safety regulations? Probably not if you haven't worked there. And so these companies understand that and they use that ignorance. That's the better word is ignorance. It doesn't mean you're not smart. It just means that you weren't exposed to it. They use that against you. If you if you know what you're talking about, and you you know how to communicate to even these brokers they will they don't like you um trucking needs you to be ignorant that's how they're able to get over um you know that's how they're able to get over and everybody and 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 the biggest reason they did that is uh, you know we're talking about super truckers back in the days where they're making buku money like this year they're eat sleep breathing trucking you know what i'm saying um the regulation is happening the industry is changing um the ownership of, of the trucking industry is changing 
they needed to push a lot of those those people out. You, you, you know, they didn't want to pay those kind of rates. So who, who would, in order to pay a lower rate, because payroll expenses are going to always be the biggest expense for your your for your business and your company. So in order to get those rates down, what do you think they did? They started opening up to even women. <laughs> they don't pay us like they do the men. No, they, they they don't. Uh, they, they, don't. Sure don't. Um, they don't. Coco, so 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 that I so that I can understand. Um, after you know, after the separation, you did try to go on with the company uh, by yourself. Tell us or tell it's, me. Let's make sure we differentiate. We're no longer talking about the first X, right? We're talking about the second X. That was the second authority. Okay. Well, basically I'm talking about, uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about when you, when you ran the company uh, solo, when you, when you mentioned that you had to, you know, that truck drivers abandoned your trucks and, and you know, and the truck drivers. Right, I wasn't was, married. I wasn't married then. Okay, okay. So that's that's the part. That's the part I'm talking about. Um, so you, so at that at that time, you decided to you know get a get a, a little fleet. How many how many trucks again that you had in that in that fleet? I had four. Yeah, four trucks in that fleet. Tell mm-hmm. us, tell us as as uh, as as a woman that's trying to build a fleet, a trucking fleet, tell us how hard that was. Okay. Um, it's going to be hard no matter what. This is a game of wolves. Um, they're going to spot your weaknesses. Everybody is looking for the next person's weakness to hustle. Um, so as a woman, and then as a woman who might be attractive, and then as a woman who doesn't know, you know, the driving portion of things. Um, that was definitely hard. Um, I, you know, I had a driver, and I hope one day the mofo was listening, but I had a driver who constantly um, made advances, you know, and... And I tried so many different ways to turn it down politely and everything else. And when he finally realized that, you know, I was I was serious about not wanting to be with him. I mean, he destroyed my truck, destroyed the fairing, just destroyed, lied about where the truck was going. Um, so I dealt with that a lot. Um, just a lot of the guys, you know, wow. they just went out, you know. Not so much from the corporate side. It, it was really just the driver side that was the issue. But um, to be clear, you're, that was that was my experience with the hardships. You're no matter now, what, people are looking for weaknesses, and they're going that, to do whatever they can to, to exploit. That was just that particular driver. How did you go by? How how did you go by? It wasn't that. It wasn't just that one. I've had so many that that's what I dealt with. Right. How did you how did you go by to to find these drivers? Like, I mean, that was my biggest mistake was how I went and I got my drivers. Um, I underestimated what it was going to take to manage drivers. 
Um, in the very in the very beginning, I had a nice little system. You know, I was like, this is what I do. So I had a nice little system. Um, I did background checks. I did all of that. Um, but when it came down to managing them, I'm not going to say that it was totally their fault. I also thought that I was just this, the best dispatcher in the world. Um, but I realize now that I have my studio and I have this experience over the road that I ran my drivers too hard. And so that first crop of drivers um, definitely quit. <laughs> and at that point, I got all these trucks, I got these bills. And so I started to get desperate. Let me just fill um, bodies in the truck. And I would see on the background, I would see on the background that these guys had spotty records, you know, and that there's patterns. Because you can tell patterns. Um, you can tell patterns. You, you know what I'm saying? When you look at somebody's history and their reports, you can tell, you know, you can even kind of forecast how long they're going to be there. So I just started um, putting it. Damn there, anybody, everybody that was willing to run. And man... <laughs> Worst decision ever. And before they could do too much damage, I would try to fire them quickly and then bring somebody else on. And let me tell you, that was the worst decision. I'm now a licensed commercial insurance agent. Um, well, broker, because I have my own brokerage now. But um, now I understand why insurance was was... You know, made the decisions that they did come renewal time because they had raised my renewal rates. My down payment was like eight, ten thousand dollars. Mm. Um, and I asked them why. You know, I didn't have any accidents, didn't have any claims against me from the shippers or anything like that. Um, but they said because you have a high turnover, you had too many drivers coming in and out, and that represents a, ri a risk. Um, so how how long how how long you was in business and how how many drivers that you that you pretty much blew through that that just that just pretty much fucked you in any any way I would say I had I mean it's it's it I must have had more than 10 um I must have had more than 10 I was in business for the year but towards the winding down of the year I just sat the rest of the trucks and, and I jumped in the trucks and tried to um, keep things afloat, but it was me in the truck with no real driving experience trying to keep an entire fleet afloat. So I ended up deciding to cut my losses and I, and I had about 90 grand. I was 90 grand in debt when I decided to cut my losses. Um, but yeah, I mean, 90 grand in debt. I'm to this day, I'm still paying on that. Right. I ended up using a personal, one of my personal credit cards, um, American Express, that still has, I paid down some of it, but that still has like $22,000 on it. Um, I still have that personal loan that I took out. So yeah, I'm about 90 grand in debt. Wow. For a fleet that happened three years ago. And all and so, of and, and all of this because of uh all of this because of the drivers just didn't just this just treated you any kind of way. You think if the drivers was was better, you think you you think you would have been you you would have done better if you had a better quality of drivers. I think I would have done better if I had firsthand experience. Um, I would go back and say that me skipping those steps the insurance company in hindsight was right to have required me to get my cdl that was the best 
um, thing I could ever did because I can get out of that debt thanks to trucking. You know, can you imagine trying to go back into another job or something, trying to pay off that damn debt? It would be the worst. Yeah, um, don't but- <laughs> I, I, I got an American Express card and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm paying well, that back. American Express has two different types of cards. They have the one where you got to pay in full, but then they actually have a, a credit card, credit card where it works like everybody else's. So that's the one that I have. So it didn't hurt me. Um, as far as, as, as that, you know, for, for a long time, I had to pay the minimum balance, but it's still money that you have to pay. And, and what's on that American Express is freaking fuel bills. You, you know, I, I had to get to a point. It's never about the making money. I had contracts. I could find the money. That's my that's my fish. Right. Um, mm-hmm. But I don't think that. I, I think that when you're working with so much griminess and and whatnot you want to give yourself the best shot possible and i wish i had had exposure as a driver first not just because the drivers tore me up but i also that completed my skill sets as a dispatcher you know now i understand hours of service um most dispatchers out here don't really understand it they understand it from a well he has 10 hours available but they don't understand what that really feels like you know, when you shut down for the day, you don't feel that you got a whole bunch of time. You don't feel like you have 10 hours. You're tired, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, you know, that that I wish it's not up to a driver. Look, people, your employees and managing people, this is what you're going to go through, especially in an industry like trucking, you know. So that's not where the issue was, the issue is I, as a business person, was not prepared to deal with trucking you know, drivers. Trucking Nail says uh, uh, she she commented back up on uh, on on something that you spoke about. She said maybe they should teach a dispatch class at these trucking schools. What do you what do you think? Should well, uh, Carolina, Carolina Trucking actually does offer something like that, but. Um, I, I mean, you do get dispatch training. You just get dispatch training through the companies that you work for because everybody kind of has a different rhythm for how they dispatch. Um, there's no, aside from these are the hours, there's really no set um, standard, so to speak. You understand what I'm saying? Like, like I, I have a feel for where the money is because I've been doing it for a bit. Um, short of understanding customer service or how to deal with difficult, you know, delivering difficult information or um, stuff like that. But, you know, everybody kind of has their own strategies for how they they find the money. So I, a dispatch class really would just teach you the basics. Go on a bowl board, book it from this city to that city, calculate the cost of the lane, <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But that doesn't make you a great dispatcher. TBE Trucking says we all get taken advantage of when we first start. That's now, a, you get that's... taken advantage of no matter what. You always got to, um, whether you first start, you didn't. Again, remember, I was only new to driving. I wasn't I wasn't new to the business side. It's just the, a, it was just as a driver. D. Wright says... That's why I feel a new driver shouldn't lease until they learn the trucking game. You don't learn the trucking game as a driver. Okay. Okay. 
How in your opinion, your opinion, how 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 do how how do we get to learn to learn the game? You're you're gonna learn when you go in as a driver. You're gonna understand what a driver feels like. So it might make the dispatching experience a little bit better. But things that I'm gonna want to to understand is mechanics. I would rather have experience at, in in mechanics before I I talk about driving. You understand what I'm saying? Because most of these drivers don't know a thing. I didn't. <laughs> Half of them don't even know the parts to do a, a, a real and complete pre-trip inspection. You know what I'm saying? The insurance company required me to have a CDL because they just thought, well, what if you needed to jump in that truck? And they were right. But the driving part is not what necessarily teaches you the business. You go where somebody tells you to go. You don't know anything more. You you don't you don't have a real understanding of finance. You're stuck in a, a bubble where the company is providing you with equipment. They're providing you equipment in a, un, underneath subprime lending. That's not how it works in the in the in the real world when you're trying to secure equipment. It's not how a contract works in the real world. Even even they call what the trucks that these companies are giving you, they call it leasing. That's It's not leasing. That's some other stuff that they made up. That's not how you lease equipment. Businesses lease equipment all of the time because of, you know, tax advantages. It's cheaper, you know, being able to cycle out equipment and reducing your downtime, maintenance. You know, when I used to have to negotiate millions of dollars in equipment, like we leased and we got the vendors to give us free stuff. Like we leased copiers, right? Mm-hmm. So we had free. If the copier breaks down, the vendor comes and fixes it. it. Doesn't they don't charge us anything for that? Like we negotiate for um, advantages. You know, you don't get to do that at this level. That's that's what I mean by this event. This this industry takes advantage of the ignorant. You know, and they create labels and terminologies that really don't exist outside of the trucking world. Trucking Nail says, how can how can you sue for I mean, sue a driver for property damage? Is there a way to do that? There's I mean, there's there's a couple of ways you can. um, One way would be you put in a contract that they that they owe you money for equipment and if that equipment is damaged um, and really it's going to be through the deductible, but if that equipment is damaged and it, and they, they don't pay for the deductible or they skip the company without leaving, then you can, you can try and go after them. But I don't, you can at least at the very least try to put it on their credit report, but you're talking about drivers. Most of these people ain't got it. <laughs> That's the risk you're taking on. What are you going to sue somebody that ain't got it? And half the time we we Forget the big companies. Most of the smaller companies are not properly hiring drivers. They're putting them on 1099s. So if you put the driver on a 1099, you understand what I'm saying? You can't really... They're supposed to be on W-2. What I trucking nail says, she was wondering why they tore your stuff up. Why, why these, why these drivers that you, that you had driving for them? I mean, for you. Because they felt like they had the advantage. Um, they felt like they had the advantage. I mean, drivers tear stuff up all the time. They, 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 drivers abandon trucks all the time. I mean, Prime and 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 Warner subscribe to what's the what's the big um, 
what's the big reporting thing where they run your record? Higher no. right. Uh, higher right. The DAC report. Right. The DAC report. So they put, if you have, you guys have, you haven't seen other people's records. Most drivers have piss poor records and you're going to see a lot of that. Drivers get angry. They don't, they're not going to be professional about it. They're going to abandon the trucks. You know what I'm saying? So again, that's a risk of bringing on drivers. A big risk. Uh, my man, Wise Isle, I I I see you, bro. I'll I'll go ahead and uh I'll do that towards the towards the end of the show, man. I'll go ahead and uh get that information out uh towards the end of the show. For TV uh, trucking, yes, they would have. They would have. They wouldn't have. They may not have done the same things to me that they did to a male driver. They'll just do things differently, but they do it to male drivers all the time. I got all kinds. I, you know, most of my friends own fleets. Um, I most of that. That's what we all do. I'm part of a network where everybody has their own authorities, or, or they're doing something on the business side. Um, and they go through it too. We talk about it in emails. Um, uh, one of my friends had his drivers on the plant accounts, and uh, damn driver sat there and overturned all the the plants driving recklessly you know um so drivers do it drivers still fuel they do all stuff. that's why as a business person you're supposed to have risk management policies in place but for many of us small fleets or or you know the owner operators that may have one or two additional trucks we don't have policies set in place well i did but you know for the most part you don't have policies set in place you don't have an official orientation you don't have lawyers looking over your contracts your employment agreements most of us just think hey we're going to get a truck and then we're going to go and make some money um and you will make money you can make money uh doing this stuff it's not the most money you can make so like i said to you the most money that could be made in trucking is not going to be with the person who owns the truck, mm. you know. Um, now, Coco. Uh huh. If, if if I may, uh, if I may go back, um, you said that uh, you you went on ahead and uh, shut the company down. Um, mm-hmm. You you um, was the trucks that you had. Um, did you by chance kept one of them for yourself, or did you get rid of all of them? And how did you go by of giving the trucks back? No, um, three of the trucks were under contract. I'm not going to speak on that situation because I got out of that. <laughs> but I would never want to, if, you know, how that happened, how I was able to get out of that on the Internet. Um, I, I got you. No doubt. My, my one truck, really funny situation. Um, my friend thinks that he was entitled to the truck. I say he took advantage of my ignorance because I did not, you know, know the maintenance or the value of that truck. And he got that truck off of me for about $5,000. And I barely ran that truck. I got it um, paid. Uh, I think it was 17. had a rebuilt engine in it. It went, it had one issue that I didn't understand. Um, all I needed to do was replace the harness. It was like a $25 fix or something, but I didn't know that he did. And instead of being a friend, <laughs> and just kind of mentoring me through that, you know, it was an opportunity for him to get the truck. He took advantage of it, pretty yeah. much. He won't. He will. He will never believe that. He believes another side of the story, but that's pretty much what happened. Um, 
yeah, that's pretty much what happened. <laughs> so when you oh, go ahead, go ahead. yeah, no. when you when you when you're doing business, um, especially in the trucking world, you know, it, it's it's sometimes I feel like I I might be too negative because I do speak uh, very harshly about things and I'm always keeping it real about stuff. Um, but just because I know I've been taken advantage of a lot in the three years that I've been in trucking specifically um, in so many different ways. And it's just a grimy industry and you always got to stay two steps ahead and know when to cut your losses because just as much money as you can make, you can lose it all too. You know, that's true. That's true. Trucking. Uh Oh, hold on for a second. My, I got technical difficulties with the camera. Hold on for a second. But D right, you don't necessarily learn that through as a driver. All right, we are back. Sorry about that. Technical difficulties with the camera. <laughs> it's over my well, all good. Well, trucking meals, um, I get why you're saying drivers make the best dispatchers because you're you're coming from the perspective of it's hard out here. I know what I go through to drive to get these loads where it needs to go, but. Drivers don't just because you drive doesn't mean you understand the business. Um, just like you have requirements, so do shippers and brokers. I mean, I'm sorry, not brokers, but so do shippers and shippers are where your money is. You get paid based upon the shipper. The shipper decides, you know, the schedule for the lane, not the company, not even the broker. It is the shipper decides that and the shipper decides when they need things to be delivered based upon their needs not your needs and so a dispatcher has to know how to navigate both the shippers needs where the money is and then keeping drivers happy to go execute the loads so a driver might understand you know what it feels like to go and drive but that doesn't mean you necessarily understand the business the shippers don't care all they care about is get my loads delivered and i'll pay you mm. Shape World says, uh, do you have your own authority? I'm working on getting mine back. I walked away from my marriage, the second authority. Um, that's still active, and I do still get paid um, for that. Some of the contracts are paid out to my business, my LLC. Um, so I do get some income from that. I'm working with a partner. Um even though my ex-husband and I did not work out personally, um, he was the answer to everything I was missing. Um, this guy was a runner. He knew how to talk to people. People respected him. And if you didn't respect him, he was a tough guy. You know, like this man was sitting up here beating people up in the truck stop a couple of times. That might have actually happened, you know? So... <laughs> You know, he took 
these little small contracts that I were able to, to bring in and make them huge, you know? So he was my missing piece. Um, this was crazy as hell. And I couldn't stay in that relationship anymore. Um, so this time around, just knowing and understanding certain things about having a, a, a trucking business, um, I wanted to take my time. And so what I did was I ended up getting my commercial insurance licensing because I wanted to be able to um, either be able to write my own policies eventually, or I could shop around for the cheapest policies and really understand how to run my fleet so that I can keep my insurance costs down. Um, I also have been working on building up my uh, finances to have my own factoring company. Like I wanted to own the different inputs because at that point you can control how much money is going out. Um, I'm also in diesel mechanic school right now. And I tell people this, it does that me being in diesel mechanic school does not mean that I can go out and fix a truck. I couldn't, who's, I can't, and nobody's going to go and drive and fix a truck on the side of the damn road either. You still want to need mechanics. But what it does allow me to do is it allows me to talk intelligently to mechanics so that they can't take advantage of me, you know, because you know how these dealerships and whatnot are. Um, and I've had to battle that many times. So I'm not a technical person. My ex-husband was. He knew how to talk to people and get things done. Um, now that I'm out on, on my own, like, I needed to be able to do that, too. Um, and then the other thing, I needed a team. You know, I didn't have a team. And now. I have this wonderful person that I have met, and um, so far we've been really putting things into place um, and building a partnership. And so that fleet is in the works. Okay, um, with, that, this with that partnership, yeah, you know, you, so you, you didn't very let, soon, but. you you didn't let all that all that stuff that happened to you in the past uh, hold you down. It sounds like you didn't even. I mean, you know, you probably went through your little bout, but. That made you stronger. I like that. Yeah, that made, I mean, what, that I mean, made you stronger to come out here. Did, now, let me ask you this. Now, you uh -huh. you mentioned you you mentioned about the debt that you're in and the debt that you're paying back. Um, mm -hmm. Now, me, I'm you know after you know after me and my estranged wife, we separated. Of course, the business kind of went down. Uh, kind of went down. I still kept. A little bit of, uh, you know, a little bit of my contacts because my son, you know, he does uh, some calls for me. But uh, mm -hmm. but I had to go. I had to go and I had to bank. I had to go in and file for bankruptcy. Um, yeah. Did did you have to did you have to file for bankruptcy? Uh, no. After all of that. No, no. Um, because it wasn't in a delinquent stage. Yeah. Not all of the debt, not all of the debt, um, not all of the debt, what am I trying to say, is, was on my personal. It was just American Express. I got desperate and was putting fuel on there. And then the personal loan that I never should have took out. But, hey, <laughs> I mean, I, I wasn't anticipating failing either, you know. Um, and I paid for my Sophie loan, Sophie, Sophie, however you pronounce it. That was a $60,000 loan. I pay $1,000 on that a month. Um, with the American Express bill, I am going to get um, aggressive because I got some moves that I need to make, including buying a house for my son um, who's going to college. So 
um, I am going to get aggressive about paying that down, but pretty much I, I have, I, I took a hit financially for a second there. Um, because I could not show my ex-husband that I was making money or doing, you know, doing things. Otherwise he wouldn't have given me the divorce that easily. Um, mm-hmm. so I did take a hit, you know, I couldn't really, I was totally dependent upon him. Um, but once he, I had been putting stuff into place that he didn't know about. So once we got that divorce, um, not soon after that, I had gotten the insurance licensing. I had gotten a few other things. Um, so, you know, I can pay it. It's about $2,000 towards the debt a month is what yeah. be, what I have to pay. All right. D. White uh, came back and he got two uh, two comments. The first one is he says, no, you don't need to learn the trucking game first, meaning learning lanes, how how, uh, how to fuel, how to figure out operating costs, and how to pay yourself from your business. Yeah, see, that, that's what I mean about, um, that's what I mean. Th- that would be the example of the kind of stuff that I got from truckers. And you have to battle that. Um. First of all, I have a tax business. I'm starting in March. I'm going to go ahead and, and get back my road agent licensing. That means that I can represent you in tax court. That means that you have to have a very deep understanding of taxation. I've been responsible for um, managing millions of dollars in contracts. My first year in authority, and I post in my settlements all the time. You can go and ask my long-term um, Instagram followers. They know me. I stopped posting my settlements. I stopped posting the numbers, but they know what I noticed that. I I noticed that after, especially after you left VL, you stopped, uh, you stopped doing it for a reason, you know, but I stopped. I never had a problem with making money. I was a dispatcher before I jumped into the trucks. The only thing that driving the truck helped me to understand that physically driving the truck helped me to understand was the psychology of a driver. I don't need to drive a truck to understand lane operations. That's what you're supposed to do when you're in finance, when you're running a business like that. None of those people look at every trucking company. Those people in those positions setting the numbers do not have a CDL. I've managed performance metrics. Has a driver ever managed performance metrics or did you just know how to run your truck? Did you know what lanes you want to serve? Can you go? Can you go to CVS and and put together your profit and loss statement, or come up with a rate matrix? Probably not. Do you understand cross docking? What they would need in order, in what they would need from from you in order to to fulfill their cross docking needs? The average driver would never know how to do that. So that's that's not true, you know. I, and and. As a driver, I've experienced more stuff mechanically um, that I could never get help from with another driver. I've had go-to people that actually understand mechanics. So again, if you ask me, if I only had a choice, would I choose to go and get some experience as a a diesel mechanic or drive a truck? I'm going to choose a diesel mechanic. That gives gives people... 
that that gives people like like how you said it's not about trying to um it, it's not about trying to you know fist the truck on the road or anything like that it just gives you a little bit of a leg up on the right. the, the mechanics part that if it, if your truck breaks down you can go in and negotiate like if if the guy comes to you and say hey you you need this that and the third but you could turn around and tell him like yo no 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 right right you got to understand you you have to understand how to position your fleet what needs to be put into place so that you can keep your insurance costs down drivers aren't talking about that mm. all right D. Wright came back and he says, he says, that's why you fail because you don't know how to operate. Those things can, those things you can learn as a company driver, asking questions, making costly mistakes. That, um, that, and that goes back to what I said. I don't know. He just assumed some other stuff. I specifically said the failure was in managing the drivers. It was never the money. We never talked about the money that was made. Exactly. We never talked about the contracts that I had. We never talked about any of those things. I didn't have to. I, I, I succeeded in those areas without having experience as a driver. So that wasn't it. My problem was with drivers. I already right. I, you asked me to do a driver qualification. I had systems and policies in place. I have been helping fleets where if you get a compliance review, they don't do compliance. Um, they don't give you rate, ratings the same anymore. Um, but that's what I did. So what do you mean? I didn't learn those things. Nobody told you, teach you, teaches you about how to respond or, or how to challenge, um, a roadside inspection. Nobody teaches you that in CDL school. There's a side of business that you're not going to get as a truck driver, but what it did help me to do coming out here. And I would definitely advise everybody not to skip that step, not to skip that step, but you understand what it's like as a truck driver. Mm. All right. So right now you're all oh, that dog. Okay. All right. I, I see you TBE say, okay, I'm fine. <laughs> That's what's up, bro. Um, so right now you, 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 you are a lease. Are, are you, are you a lease driver right now? Or are you, uh, are you a owner operator right now? Okay. I'm going to answer that. But I want you to understand that that title doesn't mean shit. Gotcha. Okay? Doesn't mean anything. But I'm going to answer that. Mm -hmm. Right now, I'm a lease purchase, right? That's what the company calls me. Doesn't mean shit. Again, this is just an opportunity for the company to pass on their risk to me. Exactly. What matters to me, right, what matters to me is the money that I get to walk away with at the end of the day and gets deposited into my LLC. Mm, see, okay. see now that, and this is what I talked about with VL when I said I went to remember I went to VL as a company driver. Why? Because 1099, that 1099 allows them to deposit my money into my business bank account. I made great money as a company driver at VL trucking. I wouldn't make that same money here as a company driver. So I had to, and I had to become a lease owner op, but why it was important for me outside of the business world. And this is again, the titles that everybody gets sold on that don't mean shit. 
only a shipper, only a broker, only FMCSA cares about whether or not you have your own authority. The rest of the business world only cares about how much money was deposited inside of your business bank account. They're not going to sit there and ask me, and, and maybe some of these truck companies, most many of them do not, but maybe most of the trucking companies. Everybody outside sees that I have a business and that I've been making a certain amount of money. That's all they care about. So for me, it didn't matter as long as I knew how much money can I consistently make. They have a very good maintenance policy here. Um, I've been taken care of even when I had um, a couple of downtimes. So my checks and, and dispatch here is pretty good. Even though they run the shit out of me and it's tiring, they, they're on that money. I'm never now, complaining you're, about you're, a load. Now, you, you talk about, you. are we still talking about VL or? Mm -hmm, the second company that I ended up at. Okay, okay. So you're, so you're no longer with VL? No. All right, so you 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 mind if I talk about VL for a little bit? I don't mind. No, I don't mind. Okay. So uh let's start with VL. How how did you find out about VL? Uh how did you find out about VL before you get It was either Prime, which I did not want to go to. Um because I, I for me I just needed, like I said, that consistent check into my business bank account. I didn't need a whole bunch of extra shit. How much money could I make? Cause I knew I wasn't going to be here for a long time. So I went to VL, um, heard about it through Debbie Deb. She was posting statements. And then I went on some other YouTubers to, to confirm they were posting their statements. So I was like, cool, they're 1099 company driver. No problem. Um, when I got there, the sales, the dispatch manager was like, why are you here? I'm here to make money. So he had already assumed that I wasn't here to run and make money. Um, so I, I got caught up in the politics over there. And then the truck that they had given me was a horrible truck. I had thought about going ahead and just going on the, the lease owner outside, but they were going to have me keep that same truck. It was going to mess up my money. So I decided I got to go. And then I found this company. I just happened to find it on a, on a humble. Um, um, so with V, so with VL, um, how, how long did you stay with them before you decided to bounce? I, mean, I wasn't even like there a year. And I, and, and, and as I said before, the biggest thing you can do is learn how to cut your losses. So I already, I was already seeing the direction that this was heading. And what I didn't want them to do was to interrupt me having a paycheck. Cause again, but the things that I'm trying to qualify for the financing, the cheap financing and, and everything else, they do not care whether you own your own truck. They do not care if you have an authority. What they care about is consistent money deposited inside of your bank account and keeping a high average daily balance. So I couldn't afford for VL to pull some funny stuff and then I'm out. I'm without a check. So the way I timed my exit, I had actually gotten two check deposits Um Two check deposits for two weeks. That okay. that is what pushed me up. That pushed my average daily paying balance up. I just got qualified for financing for um, trucks. Well, what? So I called VL 
and I, I talked to them about, you know, how how the, how they was coming in. And they got two ways of, of coming in as one way as a company driver uh, mm-hmm. driving for what, 70 cent a mile, I believe. And coming in as a lease driver making what, about a dollar 20 ish, something like that. Am I am I right? Am I right you know, in that? It was 70 cents a mile as a company driver and then 80 percent. Um, it was their payout, which, you know, it's average. Um, a lot of companies are paying that. Um, so that's 80%. But the thing about BL that, that made it better than others is that BL has some of the lowest deductions. Again, y'all be focused on the wrong numbers. <laughs> um, mm. I, I can gross 6000 where I am. I, I just posted that settlement where I showed you that I grossed 6000 you know, that week. I wasn't happy about that. I don't want to grow 6,000 here. Why? Because the deductions are higher here and you notice my walk away. The deductions aren't as high at BL. So, you know, their truck expenses are cheaper. I think um, at BL it's 80% and then it's four something every week. And then of course your fuel. Well, that four something every week and covers your, your truck and your insurance. That's cheap as hell. There's only one other company that I know that is just as cheap is F2F Transport. Um, they are about 300 and something, and then your fuel, and then your insurance comes out um, once a month. How much was so how it, much, which huh? which side you which which side you was on at VL? I was company driver. Oh, okay, all right, all right. But I saw everybody's and own operator um, settlement checks. Yeah, all the ones. Look at um. What's his name? Uh, what's the big BL trucking guy? What's his name? Um, the, he just the, got one, the, the one. The, the one that's uh, the one that's promoting it right now. Yeah, the big, the big uh, a, recruiting a, guy. A trucker named Jay. Yes. Okay. Jay has posted his settlements. You can see it right there. It, it shows you his settlement. He doesn't get a lot in deductions. So we're talking about fixed deductions, not his fuel. His fixed deductions are cheap. If you go to Prime, Prime is taking out a lot in fixed deductions. The company that I'm at takes about a thousand. We're actually about eleven eighty nine in fixed deductions, and then you know you got your fuel and your toll. So I'm looking at about two grand every two weeks, and then I'm seventy seven percent. So you know when you it, I gross the same amount that everybody else grosses because everybody's running the same damn loads on a low board, right? It's not mm-hmm. about what you're grossing. I, I can sit here and gross less and still walk away because my expenses are less. That's what you're looking at. What what are the expenses? What are the deductions? What are we covering? Now, I don't kind of mind Prime's deductions because Prime's deductions include things like put more money in your maintenance escrow or, you know what I'm saying? That's not too bad. But the issue with me with Prime is... You can't send me to Minnesota and all them crazy. I don't want to do all of that. Utah, I'm not here to do any real trucking. <laughs> That's a lot of work. <laughs> you know? I, let you, me say work, you say work smarter, not harder, huh? <laughs> right. I, I don't want to do all of that, you know? It, so I I like I liked the company that I'm with. You know, these Eastern Europeans, they consider the risk of running a lane. They're, they don't have prime money, you know? Okay. James James Matthews says, uh, so at VL, uh, he said, so at VL, company driver 1099? 
Yes. Now, why why do you think uh, companies such as VL wants you to be a company driver at ten ninety nine? Um, I mean, I had company drivers at ten ninety nine because you can't afford W two. You know, like it's a lot for W two. Again, you know, for the person that said wants to talk about business, um, a business many states require you to pay workers compensation you got to pay into your your tax um your taxes quarterly on your payroll like there's a lot of responsibilities when you bring on a w-2 driver and not only do you have increased money (laughs) that you have to increase increase expenses but you can't just hire and fire a a w-2 employee (laughs) just any kind of way there's regulations that you have to you know, laws that you have to abide by. But you can do uh-huh. that with a 1099, though. You can do it with a 1099, yes. Mm. James, and it's the, way, it's the way your contract is structured. Yep. James says uh, you gross 2K every two weeks. Did he hear that right? No, because I don't want to gross 2K every two every two weeks. No. No. I, I, well, he said every two weeks. No. Um, no, that check was over 6,000 and then it grossed um, 2,000 that week. I get paid weekly. Right. But I'm saying I want to do 2,000 a week. Not here. But, Someplace else, yes. But here, no. I wouldn't want to do 2,000 a week. See, a lot of people a lot of people that do lease and when they see these big checks that other people be posting on Facebook, YouTube and all like that, they only see the, they, they only see the gross. And they only talk Everybody about Everybody does. Everybody they does. And it's, right. They it's only weird. talk about the gross. They don't talk about the net. Like, what is what is the net? Like, what is the net? We see the gross. Yeah, the gross is $4,000, $4,000, $6,000. But what is your net? What is your take right. on that? Y'all don't and, talk and about they, And they don't, they don't see, even beyond the check, there are, you welcome, you outside of the check. Um, where I am, we do a lot of pharmaceutical loads. That's their that's their thing is the pharmaceutical and Amazon. And I had to ask them to take me off the pharmaceuticals because those pharmaceutical loads were costing me too much money. Not just in not just in um, this wasn't about the rate. It was about I'm going into PA and the way y'all have booked in the PA. I got to get my fuel in the PA, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. So I'm spending extra in fuel because of the way I'm routed into it. But you had to route me that way because that's how your contracts are. So PA is, it, PA is nasty. I, I don't care what nobody said. P, PA it, it is, is and it's, it's, it's in a way and where we were in PA. Um, I'm at the end of the Jersey line. You, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? There's a way that you have to be routed in and out of, in, in and out of PA to escape being stuck on that side so it's like i i was stuck on it and so yeah i was grossing a lot more but my fuel expenses went up and i mean i i was paying for fuel out of pocket because if our our fuel cards here only work at ta and loves once you get into pa the ta and loves kind of get a little sparse you're going to get a lot of the sunoco so you know i'm having to pay out of pocket in sunoco so my settlement checks didn't even show that you know what i'm saying so mm-hmm. it, it's not, there's, there's many different 
both direct cost and indirect cost of running a lane. And that's what I was looking at when I made my decision. Because to do the things that I need to do, and, and even with building the insurance brokerage, there's these insurance carriers that I have to partner up with in order to write the policies for my clients. They want to know, can you bring us business? You know what I'm saying? So my bank account needs to show those consistent deposits every week. They don't care about whether I'm a lease purchase or I'm a, they don't care about none of that. They care about what's being deposited in your account. Can you bring us money? That's what they care about. Mm. So the current, current company that you would, um, how, how much differ, what's, what's the difference between them and VL? The, the fixed expenses, ex, the fixed expenses are fucking ridiculous here. I pay about eleven hundred in fixed expenses every week, and then my fuel. So, I get a lot of money taken out of my check. Um, but I, but besides that, I love it better here than I do at VL. Um, they don't have, they don't have VL has that system where. They say, VL lies about a lot of things. And I said that before. Every, you got to be careful. A lot of things over there are lies. Um, but I did not like dealing with their um, dispatchers. If you get the wrong dispatcher, you, you shit out of luck. So everybody really isn't making money there. Um, still, that's not true. But I'll answer that later. Still, Kurt, and I'll answer it later. I shouldn't have looked at that before I finish answering. But, I was um, going to say, despite <laughs> of what other people say, <laughs> about VL that that is money over there. <laughs> Not for everybody. It really depends. I had a bad the last dispatcher they put me with the first dispatcher I loved, but the you know politics and then I got this last dispatcher and she was horrible. So my dispatcher, even though I know he runs me to the ground and he, and he, you know sometimes he tries to butter me up to get me to do stuff. Um, I if you ever come over here. You want to make sure you get on the drive hand side with Victor. Victor is the bomb. He talks right. to you a certain way. He's always available. He knows how to, if you have problems, he's going to anticipate it so you don't even have to worry. Um, if he knows I'm running late on the load, he's already talked to the shipper. He has a way of being able to get appointments changed. Um, you know, tough shippers that usually you'll have a whole day that you have to be rescheduled, he'll get me in. So, Aside from the fact that I just don't make as much money here, so I don't want to do all of that work. If I know that <laughs> more work means more money is taken out, um, I would say it's a, it's a good company. Others right. that have had much luck with their trucks, my truck has been pretty solid. I've had issues with tires, but my, my truck is pretty solid. So, I mean, it made it easier for me to, to be here and rebuild and put everything into place. Um, so, so the so so are you are you are now you ten ninety nine with the with the current company your least purchase so and right I'm ten ninety nine and that's what I wanted to respond with still curtain this is not true I am I don't pay taxes and not because I I I put a whole bunch in expenses that's that's always a mistake that everybody makes um i do tax planning and i actually have retirement accounts set up so i have a solo 401k underneath of my business you can you can contribute up to fifty thousand up to fifty sixty thousand into your solo 401k and avoid taxes not only can you do that but it changes 
see if I can do it without explaining like technical. But when you're going for a home, if you sit there and claim a whole bunch of deductions, they're going to look at you as taking a loss and making less money. But the deductions that I put away into a retirement account, they they re they take that money that was deducted and put it back into your your gross income. So for them, it doesn't look like you're you're making less money. So how much my money discovered, huh? Uh, I was I was just saying how, how much you was paying for are, are you paying for the truck? And if so, how much you paying for the truck? I mean, this truck is seven hundred a week. Oh, okay, 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 okay. okay. Yeah, seven hundred a week, but it's a walk away lease. I mean, people walk away. <laughs> you know, so I I rent. I, I I look at it like this. I'm just renting. That's all I'm doing. I'm renting towards my goal. I don't have any anticipation of keeping this truck. I don't care about that. Um, I, I, as a business person, I don't have a loyalty to a truck. I'm looking to phase out trucks. The second that it starts costing me too much money, and by too much money, that doesn't just include the money in repairs, but also downtime. You know, the money I've lost <laughs> with the truck being down. Um, as soon as it does that, I want to be able to move on to another truck and keep my money consistent. So I don't have loyalties to trucks. That's how Smart. real fucking companies do it. They don't have these big plans to keep trucks for a long time. They keep these trucks until a certain amount of miles or or whatever, and then they phase them out. They phase them out by either selling them to the used car dealers, um, used I'm sorry, the used truck dealerships, the auctions, or they get people like you and me to come in as a lease purchase. Mm. Smart. But that. But listen. This is, this is, I'm going to reiterate it. Mm -hmm. I didn't learn this as a driver. I learned this through business school. These are standard business concepts. So I, whenever I see people on YouTube debating, it's like, all you got to do is go to a business one-on-one, literally a business one-on-one class, and you will see the different strategies that are put into place that explain it to you. It's not, it's, it's not a secret. This is how the business world works. But the truck driver doesn't understand that. And those at the top that don't have their CDLs know you don't know. And so they take advantage. And they create little terms that, that don't exist. Steel Curtain says, I did 1099 with mid what mid way for a year, but I made sure I made sure I had put away $500 a week for taxes. Yeah, but you, that's because you didn't do any tax planning. That's all that is. I do tax planning. I didn't. I put that 500 into my solo 401k. And with your solo 401k, um, most of the solo 401k providers allow you to take out a no questions asked $50,000, up to $50,000 loan against your retirement account. He says, kudos to you, but a lot of people didn't, I mean, don't know that, which is true. No, a, lot of, a lot of people don't. A lot of people don't. Be easy. Well, I mean, because that's not what you, that's not, your job is to drive the truck. You see what I'm saying? That That's not, that's why I keep saying truck driving is, yeah, you need to understand your truck. You need to know how to get this truck to the delivery because that's what makes money. That's extremely important. Can't do anything without the truck driver, right? But that 
does nothing for teaching you the real business behind having a trucking company and keeping your contracts with shippers. That's a totally different thing. Steel Curtain came back and says there are different types of 1099 out there. Some companies pay you 1099 as a contract driver where the company pays all the expenses. That that's that doesn't matter. 1099, we're talking about 1099 in 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 relation to IRS. So you're called a 1099 because you're not W2. Why? Because your company doesn't pay your taxes. How a company decides to structure their benefits and how they pay you to make themselves competitive, that ain't got nothing to do with the IRS. You are that a 1099 and a W-2 is an IRS concept. And there are many ways that you can um, move your, your money around as 1099 so that you can reduce your tax liabilities. That's why people get CPAs. CPAs know that. Now, a lot of, and, and you know, because I am going to keep reiterating this. The money is not necessarily in the truck. It is with the people who are offering services to the truck driver. A lot of these trucking accountants and bookkeepers, I'm shocked at how many don't even offer tax planning for their clients. I'm shocked. They don't talk about you opening up your retirement account. They don't do any of that. They're just helping you to claim a bunch of deductions because you don't pay. And that's what everybody does. Everybody sits here. They're supposed to have knowledge that if they were to go anywhere else, they would they would be required to deliver, you know, these high quality services. But they don't do it for truckers. They know truckers don't know. So everybody hustling out here. TBE says he's confused. What is your goal at the end? I never explained my goal. My goal was I before I get back into having my own authority, I want to own the different inputs. Inputs meaning I want to be able to write my own insurance policy. I want to be able to to have my own cheap lines of credits, not just relying on factory companies. I want to be able to um, have a maintenance shop at all my different terminals. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I want to be able to operate like the big carriers because if you do that the cost of making money is cheaper so you keep most of your money we're our numbers are fixed we're not you're gonna make um driving you're gonna average between what four to six thousand dollars a week Sometimes you might make more, but that's what you can expect. If you're a flatbed, you're going to earn this amount of money per week. If you're this, so you're not really going to go up in rates. In order for you to go up in rates, you got to get more trucks. You know what I'm saying? More trucks equals more expenses, more risk. So the only thing you can do when they teach you in business school, you, you have two ways to increase your profit. You're either going to make more money or you're going to reduce your expenses. So at our level, really, the only thing we can do is control our expenses. So by controlling our expenses, it's going to be being in control of your insurance. Most of the big carriers do a combination of self-insurance as well as they'll get, you know, a couple of policies. 
So everything is done to control the expenses. That's what's up. Ed Cora, I believe that's your last name. Sorry for uh sorry for beating it up, but that's what I do. I beat up people's names. So gonna apologize in advance, bro. He says, Where do we find solo 401k? Also, I'm going to be shopping for insurance soon. It's going to depend. Now, I am not a licensed financial person, and that requires you to really get somebody to, to know your financial situation um, and make sure you're set up properly. However, um, my I have a self-directed solo 401k because I wanted to be able to invest in mortgage notes. I don't have the time to do physical properties, so I don't do that. I don't really care. After trucking, I don't want to deal with tenants. So for me, um, I invest in in something that's not as known, but mortgage note investing is what I've been investing in. And in order to use my retirement accounts, I have to get what's called a self-directed um, account. And I get mine through mysolo401k.com. Um, if you're not comfortable with that level of investment, then you probably want to go through like the traditional banks like Fidelity and, and stuff like that. And then, you know, like, yeah, Trucky Nail says, call your bank. If you're not comfortable with um, being more hands-on with your investments and you would rather have someone take care of that for you or you are not interested in alternative investments like I am, um, like real estate and and whatnot, then you're going to want to go through a bank where they're going to invest the money for you. Coco, um, you you mentioned uh, earlier... Uh, earlier in the in, in the in the past, about uh, what do you what do you do to get a DOT inspection and how to fight? Um, my question is, how many times have you been pulled over by DOT, and what was the outcome of it? Okay, now under my shit, I ain't never been pulled over. <laughs> okay, um, but I control my logs. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So. That's not, we don't need to go into details. It's, that's stuff you talk about with your network, you know what I'm saying, on mm-hmm. the low. But as far as this company, uh, VL, I got pulled over, totally their fault. That's why they gave me my money back. Um, And then I got pulled over oh, with this Money company. back? Wait, wait, money back? Money yeah, back for what? VL um, charges you. Charges you for what? If you get inspections. So I think the first inspection is five failed inspection is 500 the second was a thousand the third is something and then a termination but when i got stopped hold on now i i've been pulled over you know but of course i'm a company driver so but i never had no failed inspection so that's that's another let me knock on some wood okay let me knock on some wood you know what i'm saying but i make sure that i do my pre and my post well I don't do much post, but I definitely do a lot of pre's. But um, but um, wait a minute, hold up. They they number one. What I mean, number one, how would it, how? Okay, let me let me slow down and just ask this. They gave you your money back. What was the reason? What was the reason why you failed for them to give you your money back because it was their fault? It was the hazmat placard that I had on the truck, on the side of the trailer, wasn't on point. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a certain way you got to put it. Placards were 
correct, but it wasn't on point. And then the shits used to fall off in the wind. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know what I'm saying? But this was literally like my first load at BL. Now, if you're a hazmat carrier, um, you 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 were you knew that you that I was a new to hazmat. This would be my I thought I had my endorsements. This would be my first hazmat um experience. And then but you're supposed to have training. They didn't have that. Um, had no fucking training. Um, and I had gone to the damn place to get help with my placards because I didn't know what to do, you know. So someone at the company had helped me put my placards on. Um, okay. So that was the first thing. Now, the placards um, prompted them to do inspection. Um, truck passed, but the trailer had an air leak. And it wasn't a normal air leak. It wasn't like, hey, a tire or anything like that. There's a little chamber and there's a little screw in that chamber. It, it just needed to be tightened up. So I had said, because normally as a company, there's a certain um, set of procedures that you can do when your drivers get these violations, you can challenge it. So just a bunch of stuff you can do, right? And so I had said, well, listen, there's a TA like a mile or two down the road. Um, let me figure out what's where this air leak is coming from. Because when I asked the DOT officer, I'm like, I don't hear air leak. What the hell you hear air leak? She, she says, well, I don't know where it's coming from, but I hear it. But if you want me to put you in the barn, we can do that. So, of course, I'm not going to want her to do that. Um, again, it's my first load. So if, if the company should have clearly the company didn't check their equipment before they assigned it to me. Um, so I found the problem. I fixed, I just turned the damn screw and I was like, well, let's go to TA and let TA do a DOT inspection. And you can use that to, um, you know what I'm saying? Cause it's immediately after you can try to use that to, 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 and you know, to challenge it. They didn't do that, but they brought me in and tried to talk trash about the, 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 me not passing the inspection, but you know, again, one, you're supposed to offer training, especially with hazmat. Hazmat um, carriers have a, a different set of requirements that they have to follow through. Um, I mean, they're sure as alone, they have to carry five million. A regular authority, we have to carry 750. Most shippers want you to have a million, but a a hazmat carrier has to come in with five million. You know, so you guys have a different set of standards. You should have your training, like you said, that you you trained, but you know, you didn't. Um, I had already had records that showed that I had, um, you know, I, I had someone help me put it on there. And then not only that, but you guys assigned me this trailer immediately after I got off the plane on a load. Why didn't you guys know that this, I mean, you're, if, if maintenance is changing over equipment, y'all supposed to do like a 30 point in, in, inspection or something. Like there's a punch list that you, you're supposed to go through. So evidently you guys didn't do what the hell you were supposed to do either. So when, you know, I talked to the safety manager about that, letting them know that I know, I know how things work in the game. That's when they, um, went ahead and refunded me my money. That $500 that they had charged me for the failed inspection. I'm 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 tripping on the fact that they charge you for a failed inspection. I, that's that's new to me. And as I mean, a matter of fact, as I, a matter of fact, that, that. that wasn't even told to me when I even talked to the recruiter. <laughs> she ain't said nothing about uh uh what happened with a failed inspection. You get charged for it. Wow, that's 
There was a um the other guy, I don't know, the Jamaican guy. He he left the he left VL because he had gotten his third inspection. So they so is it well you and you then work, you know being you, here, huh? I was about to say you worked there for you know just uh you know for that duration of the time. Would you say their safety score wasn't all that on point? Was you guys was you guys pulled into DOT way stations all the time like like that? Yeah, I mean you can look if you look at their safer record, it shows you that they get um they get pulled in. I mean they got a lot of inspections. They're one side, but that doesn't mean anything though. You you know what I'm saying? It it doesn't really mean anything. Um it's hard that that when when you get a when a driver gets a failed inspection, um, your company is flagged for about two or three more inspections after that. Mm. And and FMCSA, I mean DLT does it for a reason. There's a reason that they do that. Um, one, let let's say that I have I only had one inspection on my carrier score, right? And this is the the only inspection that I've had. If I fail it, I'm going to meet. I'm going to automatically have a hundred percent. That's a hundred percent on my safer score, you know. So, what they do is they they'll flag you for two or three more inspections after that to hurt to help your numbers and keep it low. So it's not you're going to fail in, as a carrier. You're going to fail inspections. It's it's the amount of inspections that you're failing. So it's a numbers game. You know what I'm saying? If your numbers are sitting too high for a certain amount of time, then that's when the system flags you as high risk. They're going to record what you're actually getting, um, what your what your company is getting flagged for. If if you send, tend to get a lot of out of scores for tires or whatever, then DOT knows when they enter into your business to check your records, they know exactly what to look for, and they're going to look for it. You know what I'm saying? If if I have, um, I had one instance in which I had a driver that was holding his logs. He he did some shady shit, right? And so I was missing logs from him. Um, so I had gotten um, DOT officer had looked at my my records, and I was in the clear. I didn't get dinged for it. Why? Because I had policies and systems in place. So that's what they're looking for. So when when you're a carrier. We're not talking about what happens as an owner operator, you know, or a driver with a failed inspection. We're talking about the business side now. If my carrier score is high for, I think it's four months, and that triggers um, me getting a compliance review, and I have a DOT officer come to my place of business, um, what they're looking for is, do you have systems and policies and procedures in place that are helping to mitigate the risk. They know that you're 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 not going to pass all of these inspections, but do you have things in place that are 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 mitigating the risk? You know what I'm saying? Um, if I had that because I showed that I had employee policies, training, I had that they signed, I had corrective action. Um, I showed my text messages in which the driver was holding things hostage. So I never got dinged for that because I had systems in place. It was just the driver. So when these companies be making you sign things and whatnot, they're doing that to cover their ass. Yeah, I'm. I'll, you know what? Um, you know what? Uh, hold on, right quick. 
let me see. Still, Curtin says that a VL driver killed a few people. Uh, look like my camera went out, but I'll go ahead and finish saying it before uh, my camera. Uh, unfortunately, my camera went out. Um, he said that uh, a VL driver uh, had an accident and killed uh, killed a few people a couple of years ago. Um, yeah, but that's not what triggered it. That's not what triggered it. I mean, there's there's not too many big carriers that have been in existence for a long time. They got a lot of trucks. Bill has a lot of drivers. You know what I'm saying? Very few of them don't have a fatality on their record. So it's not just that. It's about over a period of time, what 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 is the score? What's the trend in the types of things that the company is getting dinged for? You know, how many occurrences in a given period of time? Um, we need to, you know, this score is, is too high and it's been too high for a long time. We need to go in there and start auditing their records. That's just what they, if you go on a, if you go on the CSA site, they'll explain to you exactly what it is. A lot of this information is there. Like I have a um, connection with a DOT officer that he, he specializes in the safety audits and whatnot. Um he, there, they have a program where they're doing their best to educate everybody and, and help everybody out through these regulations and whatnot. But people don't want to read. You'd rather go sit and pay for a class that's going to teach you basic stuff than actually go on the website and see the regulations for yourself. You know, I just pulled up I, I just pulled up the crash report for uh for VL trucking and wow. Uh just last year. Uh, it it was a it was an accident involving a VL trucking guy that uh, killed a baby and two women. You're breaking up for me. I don't breaking up for everybody. Else. Oh, hold on, right quick. Hold on. Okay. All right, check one, two. Can you hear me? Uh huh. All right, all right. Well, uh, as I, it sounds like your now. It sounds like your uh, like your Bluetooth is going in and out. Is it? It probably is me. I'm in the truck stop. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's not, it's not like your, uh, Bluetooth is going in now. But before I had to reset my soundboard, um. The last incident involved a trucker just last year uh, was involved in a in a in an accident that killed a baby and two women. So, but wow, they, you're, you're not you're not going to find too many carriers that don't have a fatality. What you right. need to look at is how many inspections does VL get. Hmm. Oh, and what's their, what's their numbers? Again, a hazmat carrier. VL is a hazmat carrier, so you can't compare them either to a regular carrier um, that's not hazmat uh, rated. Um, hazmat is going to get scrutiny anyway, except they have they require hazmat liability. Um, it sounds like Coco, Coco. It sounds like it sounds like your 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 uh your Bluetooth finally comped out. 
Can you hear me now? I no, I I can still hear you, but it sounds like you're coming in real low through your phone. Oh my God. She's giving drip and they don't want them. They don't want you to give out the drip. Oh my God. Oh man. She's giving out too much. They don't want you to know. Oh man. They don't want you to know, bro. They don't, they don't want you to know. Hello? You back? Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They messing with your, they messing <laughs> with your audio, Coco. Okay. They said. You're, you're, listen, it's not, it's, look at the amount of inspections that they have. They get inspected a lot. I think they're like 400 and 500 inspections. That's a lot. Um, They usually get it on the vehicle side. If I, When I looked at it last, it was a vehicle side, but there's a link that you go into that will tell you exactly what they're getting dinged for. So if the system, and it's a database, and they do the same with IFTA, if they see a trend in certain areas, they're going to start looking for you in those areas. They give, um, when you go through those stations and whatnot, or if the DOT pulls you up on the side of the road or anything like that, they have, it's a red light, green light, yellow light in their system when they pull your information up. Um, mm -hmm. Red light tells them, hey, look, inspect these. You better just inspect them. You're going to find some, so just inspect them. Um, green light says, let them go. Yellow light says, it's up to you. Do you see something? It's up to you if you want to inspect them or not. So you can get flagged, and a carrier will know. A carrier has the ability to log into their, their system to know what they're being flagged at. Um, so I imagine that BL knows that they're getting flagged, but I mean... Like a lot of those type of companies, those Chicago land companies, all they do is run. You don't have time for stuff. That's like here. Well, when you know, I what? huh? You know, I, I I finally came to the realization that when when people talk about lease, lease purchase, leasing, rent to own, renting, winning, renting trucks, that just pretty much tells me that. You guys is just want to go out there, get your money, and then get out of it. Leasing, in my opinion, is not is not what you want to do if you want to like like retire. You you don't want to retire leasing. If anything, you want to retire W two. But leasing, for the most part, is get out there, get your money, stack your money towards whatever goal that you that you want for your, you know, for, for you, for your retirement. You yeah, I, I feel that I feel the same way about a company driver. I don't, you don't get any more security as a W2 driver. What's, what's the difference? Are you asking me? Yeah. What's the difference oh, between the W2? What's, what's the difference in security? Oh, well, for me, for, for me as a company driver, I mean, I got, I got benefits, you know, of course, you know, my taxes is is the way they are. You know, I got, you know, I put the the uh, exempt and then I get my money back at the end of the year. I don't have to worry about doing my taxes. I, I you know, I would get a benefit, you know, I would get a benefit package. Um, and we talking about tax side, but as far as the company side, I don't have to worry about the truck. 
Trump breakdown, they take care of it. Uh, fuel, fuel, four, five hundred dollars every other day. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to worry about it. You know, okay. but I, I cool. know, I, I know when, I know when I, you know, if I make the jump to owner operations, then I know, uh, I, I know that those is going to be my my pretty much big expenses maintenance and fuel okay let me let me and and that's true right but let me clarify some things um as far as taxes and getting your retirement matched um as a solo 401 i'm sorry as a solo 401k what i can do is i can get a tax deduction for my business's contribution into my 401k as well as a deduction for my contributions as the employee of my business so you get the same thing and not only do you see the same thing but you get more and as a as, because i'm self-directed i get to have more freedom with how i want my account to be invested i make more money through mortgage note investing than i do through stocks and i can still do stocks you understand what i'm saying so the benefit the 401k thing that that's not really true you know um as far as your taxes and not having to pay taxes, I explained that earlier. There's so many ways that you can move your money around so that you don't have to pay taxes, but not only don't have to pay taxes, but you can build wealth. Your 401k to your, your business, you are not allowed to determine how that money is invested. The company decides that. And, and they're not necessarily investing in your best interest. They're not choosing like a fund manager that's investing in your best interest. So you're, you still have to have, um, you know, a separate retirement plan that's going to pay you. Because most of these companies are paying like, what, 1% match after a certain amount of time? So you're not making that much money on your 401k. That's number one. Um, number two, as far as health benefits, I've gotten my health as a as a entrepreneur. One... Through my ex-husband's company, we were able to offer insurance to our drivers through the uh, marketplace. That's number one. Number two, um, I have a high deductible health plan. And the reason that I have a high deductible health plan is because that's another way for me to be able to use my HSA um, to make investments. Um, so not only do I get the tax benefit from that, but I only pay $60 a freaking month for my high deductible health plan through Obamacare. So marketplace allows you as a small entrepreneur to get cheap insurance. Now, if you wanted to get, um, you don't have to do a high deductible health plan. I don't have to, you know, do as many doctor's visits. So it works for me, but insurance is cheap through the marketplace. It rivals what you get deducted in your company. So that's not true either. You know, there are many ways that, you can control your expenses that people are just not taught as an owner operator, but it doesn't make a W-2 better. It's not better. You know, you don't have that much security. If, if as a, if I go in as a W-2, I can still be terminated. My bad, James. Uh, I didn't mean to, uh, <laughs> I didn't mean to click that, but uh, he says, uh, hold on right quick. Let me view it. He says, shit down here in Texas. Oh, what is that? Let me move this out the way. Uh, damn it, man. Hold on right quick. There you go. He says, shit, down here in Texas, we was down a week, and we could not even drive. 
And I think he's he mentioned that like if as as a ten ninety nine driver, if you was stuck down in Texas, you you wasn't making no money. You, but as a W two driver, you would make money. What you know because of the layover and stuff like that. No, think- that's if your company decides to offer layovers. There is nothing, no HR regulations that says that truck drivers that are W two are required to to earn certain things. None. In fact, we are exempt even from overtime. Mm. Now, if you are in, in 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 states like Illinois where they're more unionized and and there's that big fight over that, yeah, that's one thing. But we're expected to be able to work 60, 70 hours a week. Now, do companies provide you with cushions to entice you to come work for them? Yes, but that's the company you choose. That's not because you're a W-2. That's not because you're W-2. Gotcha. Now, you might, now listen, you might be able to get unemployment insurance, but so you're able to get as an entrepreneur and an owner-operator with your LLC as long as you you set your LLC up. Like, don't just go 1099 and then you're having them deposit money into your personal account. Set up your business account because as a, as a 1099 and you being a business, you can go get you some unemployment and workers' compensation too. Here at, at, at this company, we're required to pay into our um, workers' compensation and somebody, like, you do that. Now, you don't have to pay workers' comp as a W-2 employee if you had said that, but see, y'all like to talk generalities. You know, we're, we want to talk facts and laws and, and, and rules and stuff like that. There are very few differences in trucking. There's very few differences between a W-2 and 1099. The reason that I would choose a 1099 is because it gives me the flexibilities to get to my goal faster. I don't intend to retire in, in trucking, right? I don't think that there's any kind of security in, in, in trucking that I'm going to bet everything on these trucks. Maybe when it was your grandfather's trucking industry, but the way this industry is now, absolutely not. I don't uh, see longevity. D. Wright uh, says VL has a bad safety record. So, yes, you'll always get inspections. Hence, we'll ruin your, your CSA score. Okay. Was you was you able to was you after you left VL was you able to uh pull your uh DAC report to see what what VL may or may not have put on there? They wouldn't have been able to put anything on mine. Mine is fine. I didn't leave I, in a bad. Yeah, I wouldn't I I didn't leave in a bad way. Um they couldn't just pull it on mine and it wouldn't matter even if they tried it. But there's not been one company that can mess my stuff up. Gotcha. That's what's up. Keep that bad boy clean. Now, <laughs> now the S. Uh, what's what's the SPS? S SPS, right? PS. Uh-huh. No, PSP. Damn it, man. What is it? The DAC report, the PSP, something like that. But I know the P. The, one of them has the uh, the inspections on there. Uh, for your, you know, when you get pulled over for DOT inspections, um, am I'm saying that right? Is it a PSP or SPS? What is it? I don't know, but it's your safety scores. They can look and see uh, what your CS your CSA scores are. You get you do get points assigned um, to DOT. 
for failed inspections. But again, let me let me ask you this right quick. Let me ask you this right quick. Um, now you 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 got your money back from from VL trucking from that fat. I mean, from that failed inspection. But is being that is a failed inspection on you. Is that still showing up on your CS uh, CSA score, or are you fighting that as well? No, none of that matters. None of that matters for me. I'm my record is clean for ten years. Ain't nobody looking at an inspection or yeah. I get I I've never been turned down anywhere. There is not one thing in over ten years. You know, the furthest that they're going to even go back is ten years. Not on my personal. Not on my commercial. That's what's up. V, uh, D. Wright said that's why VL doesn't have a pre-pass in their trucks. Yeah, Dude. so I don't care about a pre-pass. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, for me, in my own authority, I don't... Do you know how a pre-pass works? Pre-pass works by recording your information. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they are required in order for them to keep their ability to share, um, to be able to access DOT's database, they're required to share certain information. I don't want my information recorded with no police officers. <laughs> we don't. There's another, again, there are things that I can't Listen, there are things that I can't talk about on the internet, right? But just read right. in between the lines. Who the hell wants their information shared with DOT? Nobody. I know I sure don't. <laughs> right. They're recording what your average speed is. Like there's a software that takes all of that data and it determines whether or not you're gonna be fed past that that way station or not. And mm. look, I just now I don't usually run Ohio, Indiana, Illinois. Um, but I'm here I am thinking I'm doing avoiding way stations and whatnot. And I'm not, you know, in violation or anything. I just don't like police officers you know what i'm saying so <laughs> i'm thinking i'm doing something taking back routes and whatnot come to find out in ohio man most of dot ain't even at the way station they on the side of the road posted like cops. yes, yes uh, sir right sir every other every other every other every other uh every other mile going down 80 <laughs> Like what I this time is DOT. Yes, sir. They, no, the, the state troopers are DOT here in Ohio. Man. They are, they are DOT certified in Ohio. That's why I don't like messing with Florida, and Florida never closes. See, for me, I consider that in the cost of running my lane. What, what's the is this a, is there an increased chance of DOT getting me when I was running the East Coast side? I'm not running Maryland during the daytime. Absolutely not. You know, and I damn sure am not going to run. Virginia doesn't bother you unless you're heavy. You know what I'm saying? So I'm going to avoid, you know, Virginia. But Florida, Florida don't ever want to close. You know, I, and all the way stations, I like, I don't like running Florida. They don't pay enough money anyway, you know? Florida. Good place to visit. Definitely don't want to drive down there. Uh, let's see. Hold on, right quick. What, 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 what? I see you. I see you, James. I see you. James says we get paid for sick time, vacation time, and bad weather. Yeah, every everybody don't get paid for that. U.S. Express didn't pay their company drivers for that, so that's a company policy. So it goes back to 
you finding a company that works for you and your goals. You know what I'm saying? So you you just got to understand that. You know, that's not a W-2 thing. This is why I will never do a 1099. No, you can make 1099 with the right company. You can make great money and, and stack up. You know, like I said, I, I've had some maintenance issues. It didn't stop my money. These dispatchers over here will keep your ass running. You know what I'm saying? So, and they and and they're they'll put you in another truck. So, I haven't had that experience. Um, I know others haven't had that experience. At others, uh, just a guy on my page, KB Smooth, Dart left him stranded. My company didn't do that. BL will leave your ass stranded on the side of the road. Now, <laughs> that I know, you know. But it depends upon the company. Um, you have to find a company that works for you. That is not standard to W two or ten ninety nine. Because we're exempt from a lot of labor laws. And that's why we are the, one of the most taken advantage of, you know, industries. They, I mean, think about it. They expect us to work 60, 70 hours a week. And most states do not require them to have to pay us overtime to do that. That's crazy. Are there companies like Aldi or Little? They will pay you know, over time, but they're not required to do that. Mm. James, uh, I see you, James. It just popped up. He says, I don't understand how folks talking about, I mean, how folks talking about, I grow 6K and net and net 2K. Man, I drive, he said, man, I drive and don't have to pay for crap on this truck. And he's That's home. Why, yeah, I don't, VL doesn't do that. If VL is grossing six, they're bringing about four. It it just once again depends upon the company. Um, if you choose a company that has higher deductions, then that's what you're going to see. So I have grossed six thousand and then walk away with two. That's why I told them, don't run me six thousand. You can run me four. That's a sweet spot. You know what I'm saying? But my company has higher deductions. I I only get seventy seven percent of my gross. BL gets 80% of the gross. There are some companies in which you can get 90% of the gross. It just depends upon the company that you choose to work with. I'm here for a certain reason. It satisfies my reasons. I'm not here for money. As long as that money is consistent and I don't have as much downtime, which I don't, my equipment is more solid than I would have been at, at BL Trucking. It works for me and I do not pay taxes on it. So That's this is allowing me to go to, you know, to, work towards my business goals. That's, that's it. what and that's what it's all about. It's it's is what may works what what may work for you may not work for others. Right. All right. So Coco right. No, but, but that's what a, but that's the point, D right. Stop if we would stop looking at the traditional sense of trucking and look at it a little differently, then maybe lease drivers can benefit more. You're as a company driver, me personally, I think you are all getting screwed. There's no way in hell I would work the hours that everybody else has to work even as a company driver in order to make that money. When we start really calculating the expenses out here, you're, you, you would do better going to get you a little office help desk job, get you a certification and go get your help desk job. Your quality of life would be better. So it just depends upon, 
you know, what the goals are. And that's the point, getting everybody to shift from this focus of terminology. Who cares? So somebody is renting a truck. We don't care. We don't care. You know, a trucker named Jay has found his lane. He gets his money. And then he also gets his recruiting money. That 1% is pretty nice. <laughs> you say pretty nice. <laughs> I mean, Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Dude, someone that he made an extra two grand. A freaking mind. And look, I personally listen, I'm not I'm I'm not hating on the man, uh not by far, because I used to I, I used to be an ambassador for uh for a trucking company. I actually put them on the map as far as uh as far as social media and all this uh, YouTube goes, my checks uh from i mean from uh referral bonuses was nice and it was also to the point that i was getting paid extra by the company to promote them in my in, in my uh in my videos so so yeah I, i'm not i'm i'm not hating on well, him like, like you know things keep saying oh this my this i'm working for you are you in raleigh raleigh local is dump trucks Somebody just passed me on to FedEx, but I still got to work 10 hours. And yeah, I get my weekends off, but it's still 10 hours, five days a week. And again, it's a W-2 situation. I don't want a W-2 situation. I can play my numbers and work my numbers better with a 1099. I, I'm not here to drive a truck. Most lease operators are not doing it because they're looking to retire with this company. Most are not doing that. Most are looking for a way to leverage into something even better. Most are looking for a way to get out the truck, put another driver into a truck. You know, like nobody wants to just be a company driver. I don't want to do that. I don't care if you work in less hours a week. I, I build wealth with my situation. That's what I'm looking to do. Coco, I got a, I got, I got a couple of more questions for you before we get on up out of here. And I do appreciate you coming on and chopping it up with me tonight. But we, <laughs> This, this is like I said when she comes on, I mean, it, it, and you guys see me, huh? Hey, hey, this, hey, the back and forth. I, I, I'm sitting here listening. I'm, I'm writing. I'm taking little notes myself. Solo 401k and all this other good stuff that she's, uh, <laughs> that she's giving out, man. So, guys, better pay attention and listen. I'm just saying, and this is from a woman. You know what I'm saying? I might need to, you know what I might need to do? I might need to get her and DSX on at the same time. Just saying. Um, <laughs> what, and, uh, and your, since you've been driving, uh, uh, Coco, in your opinion, what is the hardest part? What What is the hardest part about trucking? Is it family, money, or is it just backing up entirely? You already know. What do I talk about on my page all the time? I, I cannot understand. It does not connect backing. Um, do I miss my family? Do I miss the sacrifice? But for me, this is, is short term and my family understands that. So that's not what it is. But the um, being run ragged, you got to eat truck stop food, you know, because you're on my page. I'm always cooking and I'm cooking from scratch. Like I, I'm not going to give up my quality of life. <laughs> um, so I, I live good out here. I don't have a problem. I'm about to make my little Jamaican meat patties from scratch today or tonight. But I cannot back up for the life of me. And so when they give me loads and, and it's 
I shut down at 10 o'clock and you know all the damn truck stops are open. I mean, or, there's no spot. There's never any spots except the ones you got to be a super trucker to back into. You know, I'm on the side of the road. That's my, that's the part that I hate the most. Mm. K, uh, KMC Logistics. He says, I sat at the way station for seven hours on I-75 in Florida because it was the weekend and none at the carrier I was leased to knew how to pay their fines. And and that's because the entry barrier into this shit is so low. They make sure they give, you know, anybody and everybody is pretty much allowed to have a damn trucking company and claim that they're a big boss. You understand what I'm saying? But when shit hits the fan, yeah, you might make some money here and there, but when shit hits the fan, do you know how to get your way out? No. And that's the biggest part of trucking. Trucking ain't about let me collect some money. Our industry, um, they, company drivers do too. I mean, I can give you thousands of stories about how company drivers were fucked over. You know what I'm saying? Company drivers get fucked over. These, this industry is grimy. Everybody's getting fucked over. You just got to decide, you know, when you low on the totem pole, you got to decide how you're going to get fucked. You got to stay two steps ahead. That's how this shit works. But you don't get paid because you drive a load. You get paid because, hey, look, with all of the shit that can happen, you know how to dodge it. You know how to to, to maneuver and, and still get this money, still get this load delivered on time. You get paid for the hassle and the risk. That's what trucking is about. It's the hassle and the risk. It's not about whether you can collect a whole bunch of trucks and get paid money. Again, shit might be all good in the beginning, but it don't take much to lose it all. And it only takes one rollover. <laughs> one fucking rollover, one bad fucking driver that puts you in a hole, one, you know, bad stroke of luck. It's like, that's always, you are always one step away from that. And and people get into this, you see that because you can get that money quickly. That's, I hate trucking. I've said that before. I hate truck driving. I, I absolutely hate the process. I hate jumping in this truck, having to drive long hours, long bit. It's just boring as hell. I sit back behind the steering wheel and I'm thinking about all the other things that I want to do. This is not something that I loved. I jumped into this specifically only for money. You know, I love supply chain. I love, you know, warehousing. Like that's the side that I love, you know, but this is the, was the quickest way to the money. And yes, I have seen money. My first fleet, I didn't have any problems making money very quickly. You know, people brag about having Amazon contract. And what are you guys talking about? You, you, those things are handed to you like candy. You didn't have to work for that. It was no no strategic thinking behind all of that shit. They want to give it to you because they want to pass that risk on to you. They want to be able to get what they need to get without taking on the risk. And they shift it to you. What I would want to know is how are you managing your risk? How are you keeping your money? Those are the things that are important to me. You can make, I can show you, I can get you set up with J.B. Hunt and I can get you set up tomorrow. As <laughs> soon as your license get active. Well, J.B. Hunt requires you to sit for about 90 days, but you can get put on. It ain't no interview process. It ain't none of that. They want to give that, they want to give these loads to you because they want you to run these loads at a lower price than what they're getting. I talked to one of J.B. Hunt's shippers 
They were like, hey, no, we give we give a flat rate of at least three thousand on this load. You know how much Davy Hunt was paying me on a damn load? Not even fifteen hundred. Mm. Coco, how how did you you know when you know now that you you know now that you're driving and everything, you say your biggest issue is backing, but how did you get over how did you get over your fear of of trucking? driving a truck, not trucking, but driving a truck. How did you get over your fear of it? Doing it. You know, I mean, I don't know, almost died on a mountain a thousand times already. <laughs> After a while, it means nothing. Now, coast down a mountain, 90 miles per hour, right? But backing, <laughs> backing yeah, I, is something different. I It just doesn't connect. 90 miles. I, I do maybe about 50. <laughs> <laughs> Forty <laughs> No, nah, not doing no ninety. Not, not down no mountain. I've been down plenty of mountains, and it was. Oh, <laughs> well, I did that at yeah, the because they said that my truck was uh, governed, but it wasn't. So they were looking at me. I kept getting alerts. Um, safety was getting mad at me. They were like, hey, you know, this says you were doing ninety. Your truck is supposed to be governed. Somehow it wasn't, and I was just going. <laughs> What's your, what's your, and I know you didn't, I know you didn't probably mention it, but what, what is your overall goal? I am going to get back into the fleet side because I mean, you can't walk away from this money, but I want to own the inputs. So the insurance company, um, the factoring company, I want to own, you know, the shit that will take away your money. I can manage my risk better if I have a direct connection um, with an insurance carrier or underwriter or, you know, like I, that's why I got my commercial insurance licensing. It wasn't necessarily to, um, make big money off of, of an insurance brokering. I mean, of course I can make money by offering policies to others, but, um, you know, insurance is, is just as grimy of a game too, you know, and a lot of us don't know risk management. We don't understand what risk management is. Um, and trucking and we keep allowing these bigger companies or these bigger players to shift that risk onto us and that's what's costing us money again remember what i said your numbers are fixed even if you go to the damn government contract you ain't a prime contractor the government only cares about you know you offering the lowest price for value you're not engineering you're just a truck driver there to do, to take care of some loads so the only way for you to make more money is by either taking on more trucks or you learn how to control your expenses Thank you, James. You have safe travels too, bro. Go ahead, go ahead, Coco. Again, my stuff is fine. <laughs> Everywhere I go, my stuff is fine. Now, maybe y'all don't know how to work y'all records, but my stuff is fine. If yes. F2F done ran me, Landstar done ran me, JV Hunt done ran me, everybody done ran me. So the same companies that ran you. So if you not if you having a problem, it's because you don't know how to manage your stuff. Coco don't have problems. I get hired immediately. Wherever I go, my record is protected because I understand safety and protecting my score and staying two steps ahead. That's what's so up. I don't never have no problem. But again, my livelihood is not dependent upon a company um, hiring me. I'm only here for consistent, consistent deposits into my bank account. I was able to truck drive, study, take my exams and get my insurance licensing. That's I'm getting up. ready to do more. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not dependent. 
you all have based your goals on that. I have not. This TB, is nothing but stepping stone. TBE says, he says, if you're not out here for the money, uh, he said, if you're not here for the money, we are, we are. That's why, that's why he's an owner operator and not a company driver. That's basically, uh, I mean, I'm a company driver and I'm out here for the money. I'm not doing this for my health, man. I'm not sacrificing. No. I'm not sacrificing being out here for a week, coming home every, I mean, coming home at the end of the week and all like that. If it wasn't well, for what, the money, for the love I, of definitely life? Doing, I, I definitely ain't doing this for my health. I can tell you that right now, bro. <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't for the life of me understand the fixation with trying to define someone else's experiences and goals. There is no set standards. Companies create shit and terminologies. And like I said, the way that these companies do lease purchasing, that shit does not exist. You know what I'm saying? The way that companies handle um, drivers or employees, it doesn't work like that in any other company. Trucking is just a totally different industry that's playing by its own damn rules. You know what I'm saying? So you get into this and you decide... Well, how you want to do it. You're getting fucked no matter what. You're not better because you're a company driver. You're not better because you're a lease owner operator. You're definitely not better just because you have your own authority. Because, I, you know, there's a lot of shit you deal with on the authority side. Judge somebody based upon how well they manage their, their situations, how well they manage their risk, how well they're able to leverage it. That's it. All that other stuff doesn't matter. The titles, none of that stuff doesn't matter. The people that really make the most money, and you can look it up yourself. This is not a personal opinion. It's fact. The people that make the most money in this industry don't even have a CDL. That should tell you something. All right, Coco, 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 coming in here, dropping bombs on us, man. Jay Boogie says we all must stay humble and continue to improve every day. Absolutely. Yes. Yes, sir. Sinister the trucker. What's going on, bro? Yes. You got to definitely check out the replay, my G. You got to check out the replay. My girl came in here just, just like that. Didn't even know it was going to go that way. But when Coco speaks, y'all better pay attention. Just saying. And this is and and this is from a female that 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 came, you know, that experienced it, lived through it, had her problems, you know, she'd been through it all, and now she's, you know, she's coming, you know, coming back up, man. That's what's up. That is what's up, Coco. Woo-wee, man. Hey, I want to I want to thank you for blessing the Lockout Men podcast show tonight, man. I really do appreciate it. I know we didn't get into well, you you're gonna come back on. It, it, this ain't gonna be the last time, man. <laughs> whatever, whatever, whatever we miss because you know she when she you know just like she says when she be driving the trust things be going through her head and then she sends me a sends me a test and be like yo. I got a topic for you. I'll be like, okay, I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> I am ready. I am ready. But, uh, you know, for the most part, thank you very much uh, for taking the time out and uh, and uh, chopping it up uh, with us tonight. How many 
How many miles do you think that you uh that that you that you put in a week? Like yeah, how many- I don't even know. I don't even know, but I know that I don't like it when they make me do too many miles. The way I look at it is this. Um I don't want to sit at a shipper and receiver. I don't like the on duty time. My dispatcher, they don't do on duty time either. They usually keep me running. But my dispatcher knows. You ain't going to sit in here and have me running 10 hours a day, six days out the fucking week. Like, that's not what it's going to be. I like five, six hours drive time. I shut down and I do other things. You know what I'm saying? So um, if I only make $1,500 with that amount, I'm cool with that. Like, I don't want to make here the $6,000. I don't want to grow $6,000 because for me to grow $6,000, you're going to have me running 10 hours a day, six days a week, and I don't want to do that. It's not worth it for me. So I'm willing to take a little bit more money because you know what? In that little bit more money, again, I got other income. (laughs) I can run my other businesses. I can jump on the phone with my kids a little bit more. Help them out with their homework virtually. You know what I'm saying? Like I can cook. Like I can do other things that for me are worth it. So there's a balance there. Now, somebody else might need more money. And and, and that if you need to do that, then you got to run until you can get yourself into a better situation. But that's why I structure my finances the way that I do, so that I don't have to do that. Well, we got a we got a few more uh, we got a few more uh, comments uh, in the chat. We're gonna go through that right quick, and then I just don't want me leave. <laughs> we, we're gonna have to let Coco go because she needs to get that chicken going. And all like that, and then she got to get up and uh, get back at it, man. So I do appreciate you uh, being here again. Uh, Sinister the Trucker says, shout out to you. Ed Cora says, good show. I have a, I have a business admin, admin background and really appreciate where this show went. You guys got me through the last hour OTR, by the way. And yes, you did get my name right. Uh, I appreciate it, bro. Thank you very much for that. Uh, let me see. Trucking Nail says, good show. J- uh, Chuck J says, he's glad he stopped by. Um, Jay Boogie says facts and trucker Jay says, I'm an owner operator and enjoyed it. If you don't, then you need to get out of the truck. Very soon. Very soon. And Jay Boogie says, thanks for your time, Coco. Thanks for all of the, all of the bombs that you dropped tonight. And I, I just want to say something real quick to Ed Cora. I'm with you because I, when I see a lot of the trucking stuff, it's always about the same shit. You know what I'm saying? It's they never really touch on the numbers, the business side. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I always see everybody in the same positions. Now, then you'll have some that you know will figure it out and and they'll move over. But um, those are the ones selling the courses and whatnot. And what they'll do is they'll listen to what I'm saying. And then all of a sudden I'll see that they add what I'm saying into their course, you know, syllabus or something. So yeah, mm. I don't like, I, I mm. don't try to you, share too much. You say, <laughs> you that you, you, you given the drip and then they, they turn back and try to make it out of there. It's their own instead of giving you some credit. I didn't seen it. I didn't seen it. You know, you give me like a referral bonus, you know, a little referral money in here or there or something, you know. Uh, <laughs> we said, you know, before we even came on right quick, Coco was like, look, 
I ain't over here for no, I ain't over here for no BS lockout. I was like, <laughs> oh, we we don't do BS over here. We we don't do BS over here. We don't do drama over here. We don't do BS. We we straight. I I I had straight good conversation with all my people over here, and that's what it's about, man. So definitely, thank you very much for coming over here and blessing me tonight, man. I think uh, a lot of people, a lot of people have enjoyed this live as they enjoyed the last time you was with us. So. Definitely, uh, definitely look out for another episode with uh, Miss Coco in the future. Uh, Coco, mm -hmm. I, you, I'm gonna have to let you go, man. <laughs> I'm gonna have to let you go. I wish I could have you on for a couple of more hours, man, but you gotta get you gotta get that food in you. You gotta go to work. So I appreciate you uh, hanging out with us tonight, man. No problem, no problem. And thank you all. It was fun again. Hopefully, I can get more time, drop some more tools. Now, those no, of no, you, no, you no, no, Coco, you got you, you, you got you got time. You you can drop it, you can come in. You shit, if you want to, we can do it again tomorrow. No, I got something to do tomorrow. But I I would like to be able to show a different side of trucking now. If you if you stuck on the chicken lights and the driving shit, then you probably want to stop tuning in when I come on, because that's what I'm going to talk about. I'm going to talk about the money and the business side. You know, I don't, I don't care. And I'm not going to ever care about the stuff that the people that employ you don't care about either. <laughs> I'm not going to do that, so no, nah, that's, that's what I got you on for. You know what I'm saying? I got, like I said, I got the over here is, is all about good conversation and what you guys want to talk about. You know, if you want to just come here and chop it up about the business and what they don't want to, they what they don't want to tell you type deal, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I'm I'm a I'm a student of the game. That's how I can, that's how I look at it with you guys. So I talk to guys that that been in it long, short, I, all the. This is about the conversation with me. That's all. <laughs> Coco, how can they how, how can they find you, Coco? Um, what's my Instagram? It is boss Miss Lady Boss Lady Coco. Coco. Miss Boss Lady Coco. Miss Boss Lady Coco. You guys go over there and check her out. Let me let me see if I can get let me see if I can get her uh, Instagram up right quick so that uh. I see you started a YouTube page. Uh, not much on there, but with with the YouTube page that you started, what what, what do you? Because everybody has been asking me to do one. That's all. Um, but I probably I don't have as much time for it. I'll still stick to my Instagram videos. Um, but yeah, everybody's been asking me for one, so I just decided to pull it up. But it's nothing, nothing snazzy. Most of the action is on my Instagram page. Yeah, you 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 got you got a lot of you got a lot of a, a lot of jewels on uh on your Instagram page. So I I would probably if if anything you you know you can go live on on Instagram as well. So I mean you really don't don't need don't need page. 
you know, for basically sharing the same information that you that you share on on your uh, on your uh, IG. So, but I can tell you one thing: you guys are gonna have a hard time f- uh, trying to figure out what she looked like, though. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying. All right, Coco. Thank you very much, ma'am. You have a bl- you have a blessed evening. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll we'll just we'll, we'll, we're gonna have to get back at it again. You know we do. All right, holler, you guys. All right, you take it easy, boss lady, Coco. Mm. Coco, hang on before you leave up out of here. Okay. Mm, mm, mm. Did you guys learn anything tonight? Did you guys? I mean, I, I mean, two, what, two and a half hours on a, on a, on a Saturday? On a Saturday. I mean, this is about, I mean, this, this is, this is DSX level talking right here. Do y'all hear me? Y'all hear me from you, you, and you know how DSX come up in here and get down, right? Right? This is that level talking right there. Did did you guys learn anything tonight? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Sinister said, Yeah, I learned a lot. Trucker Nail says, Yeah. Jay, I mean, uh, Trucker Jay said he loves, he loves the boss. That's what's up. TBE. Oh, come on, man. Come on. You know you learned something, my bro. I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to bring you on, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to bring, I'm gonna have to bring you on. We gonna, we gonna have to talk. We gonna have to talk, my G. We gonna have to talk. Uh oh, wait, oh wait, wait, wait. Hold, hold on, TBE. Hold on, hold on, TBE. I, I'm gonna have to bring her back in and let her, uh, let her, uh, respond to that. Uh. Do you see uh, TBE's comment, uh, uh, Coco? Yeah, I mean, I see it in D-Right. And again, that's the kind of attitude that I dealt with. You know what I'm saying? What's respect of driver? Because I'm not coddling your feelings. I don't, I don't get it because I say I don't like driving. No, I don't because I know what this industry is. This industry abuses and takes advantage of. So if I'm telling you, how to come out from that, how to come up from underneath the abuse. Why would that be disrespect? Why why is that not looking out for you? That's, you know that's this is this isn't about this isn't about respect of a driver. There are just some energies that don't like to see certain people, certain individuals. Um, individuals doing certain things. Mm. It's just that crab in a barrel kind of thing. This entire time I've talked about how you can take your 1099 and make more money. How the powers that be that it's fat, they do not have CDLs, how they take advantage of you. Um, We've talked about titles not mattering because they don't a lease purchase program underneath trucking is not the same thing as what a lease actually is. And you can, I mean, that's on the IRS site. 
you can't, you can't, you are supposed to be able to write off your, your lease payments. You can't do that as a lease purchase program because this isn't a true lease program. They get you. They, they go and they lease equipment. When they're at the end of the term, they decide, hey, I'm going to make a little bit more money and put a driver in it. I'm telling you that so that you can figure out if, if this is a situation that you have chosen that works for you. Everybody ain't in Texas. We can't all run the same local lows. I'm in Raleigh. Uh, Raleigh is dump trucks. I don't want to do a dump truck. Right. So I had to make my situation work for me. I care less about personal feelings and chicken lights. I got the bat. I don't care about any of that. What I care about is me being able to build wealth off my trucking money. That's my goal. First and foremost, there is no security in this. It's not there anymore. This is not your grandfather's industry. They fought unionization. They take in certain types of drivers to make sure that they can pay you less. That's why Western Express, their whole goal is to find the troubled driver because they don't have to pay the troubled driver a bunch of money. That keeps their payroll costs down. So if you're a, you're offended by fact and expose it, you shouldn't be the one that's offended. It should be the big companies that need you to stay ignorant to make their money. So this is not about... That's just some personal shit that they're dealing with. And that's that's why I don't really like dealing in the social media trucking world because you get that kind of energy. But, I mean, it's up to you. If you want to keep doing what you do, and it wasn't a warehouse job, boo-boo. It was foreign direct investment. That's supply chain. That's not warehouse. That's you get high enough to chain, you make good money. That's what's up. All right, so we're going to put a pin in that right there uh maybe next time when we uh when we get together uh maybe next time when we get together we'll 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 touch on that respect thing you know what i'm saying all right guys so we're gonna have to get on up out of here you know what i'm saying i i look I, i'm i'm having i'm having too much fun I'm, i man this this lady this lady ain't no joke Thank you, Coco. Hold on. I'm about to I'm about to get on up out of here. Hold on right quick. All right, y'all. So thank you once again, guys. If you like content like this, don't forget to hit that like button. And I see you guys did tonight. So I appreciate I appreciate the likes, man. Make sure y'all get up out of here. When y'all get up out of here, make sure y'all hit that like button some more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know you guys had a good time tonight because I had a good time tonight. You know what I'm saying? So again, if y'all like this content and more, don't forget to like, subscribe, comment, share, and hit that bell, man. That bell. That's what's up. Come on over here to the Lockout Men podcast show and just hang out with us for a damn good time and until next time everybody we are gone this show yeah get it in yeah. party over here get it in yeah. she like a liquor clear get it in yeah. she get it from a deal get it in yeah. make it disappear get it in yeah. park it in the rear get it in yeah. now make it real clear get it in yeah. freak it with no fear get it in yeah. pop, pop, pop it in the clutch girl get it in yeah. jump on the double Drop, drop, drop.
a downshift.